and welcome to Kids Get Queen with the Internet, a Girl Meets World podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Keith. And today we're looking back at Season 2 of Girl Meets World, entitled Season 2 of Girl Meets World. This podcast is not brought to you by Audible.com. Do not visit audibletrial.com slash podcast for your free audiobook download. Insert quip here. Alright, so Season 2. It's been like two months since we've talked about this show, so I'll Clearly, it's very fresh in our minds, and we're going to have a very thorough, thoughtful discussion about this show. That and it'll we totally, be quick and streamlined and organized. We totally remember everything that happened. And everybody's going to agree. Oh, And well, you're all going to enjoy this. <laughs> One way or another, we'll make sure of it. So, we did do some preparation. I watched... I mean, like, I would say... I wouldn't call it extensive, but I would call it significant. Yeah, significant. We tried. Yep. Exactly. Oh, uh, a shifty show. Shifty, shifty on the couchy. All right. <laughs> so we're sort of, we're doing it differently than we did last year. We didn't do the, the big survey thing just because of time and, you know, we only had two months to do it. So, uh, <laughs> listen, you had two months, I didn't. <laughs> so, uh, basically the way I broke it down and, you know, they added in things, but some of this is my stuff. So if they disagree, they can throw in their thoughts. Um, but I did a, what was effective about season two list. And then I did what could be improved. And I stole this from, this is how we used to do, um, like, critique of each other's films in my film classes, what was effective, what could be improved. So, all right. And that's where that idea, or, uh, that's the origin of that idea. <laughs> well, there's specific, <laughs> specific terms as opposed to, like, what did you like, what did you not yeah, like, no. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's right. just called critique in general. <laughs> You're called critique in general. All right, so, my first, for what was effective, is Riley had a wider range of emotion uh, some interests, mainly the curating for one episode, uh, and some actual conflict, and more ups were centered around her. I really think that Riley herself grew significantly. I think there's still room to grow, but it fixed, like, we left season one, and that was one of our biggest issues, right? Yeah, I mean, they definitely, a- they came a long way. Yeah. So in terms of, of Riley's character... They definitely, the emotions have been really heightened with Riley. She's had some really great scenes showing off, uh, Rowan has really been showing off her acting skills there. And growing in yeah, her acting and, skills. And, yeah, and definitely growing. Some really great emotional scenes from Rowan this season. Yeah, and they really, the main thing I'm talking about is the array of emotion. Because yeah. it really was All season sorts, one yeah. was she was too happy, you know, she was too Riley towny throughout the whole season. Yeah. Anything else you want to throw in? Nope, she's shaking really? her head. Sorry. She's just done with it. She doesn't even like Riley. Anymore. What? No! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so my next thing is that Lucas got a backstory and it has a lot stronger humor. Um, you know, especially near the end of the season, I think that he really grew into his humor. All that, like, boisterousness. He Peyton found himself and he found the character, I okay. think. In a big way, I think, where Lucas... Season one, Lucas had a lot of issues with just being the narrator, just being the good guy, the cowboy... And we hold on to some of these problems in season two, but overall, Peyton has really brought the comedy. We've had some really great, funny Peyton moments this season, and I'm looking forward to season three to see how he goes from there. I love Yelly Lucas. Yeah, for sure. And just making a spectacle of himself, because normally, it's not that Lucas's character is, like, shy, but it's like... He can be. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying like the overall like the, if you were gonna use like one word to describe his personality type, I wouldn't say tankerish. But like, he's not one to make a spectacle of himself, and when he yeah. does, it's fantastic. Yeah, I will say, 
season two, he kind of is one to make a spectacle of himself, <laughs> but not in a way that draws attention that he is a spectacle. He will make a spectacle of himself on behalf of others. Mm, yeah, yeah it, well, it, it's not that he wants attention. It, it's not necessarily he wants attention to, like, have people, like... Look at him. Looking at yeah. him. He wants it's to like, draw attention to other things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that we also got a, a little bit more of his vulnerability in this season, that there was him... You know, being awkward with the girls, him not knowing what to say about things, and that wasn't perfect. There were, you know, there were parts where, like, I was kind of, you know, we got to the triangle stuff at some point, and there was a, some points where I was like, okay, say something here, Lucas. But I do like that he isn't, he isn't always Mr. Perfect. He doesn't always yeah. know what the right thing to I say. I mean, and to a very big degree, we are still suffering from the Mr. Perfect even though they have called it out and they have dealt with it, mm. we still have it sticking around and there's more room to grow in that area. Yeah. And I still say, as much as I like the backstory, which I am saying is an effective thing, they added it, mm-hmm. um, that I very rarely think that he's trying to be Mr. Perfect. Because that was the whole idea, is that he's putting on an act or he's trying to right. get to this new place. It's, it's the character... The, the show wants you to think that the character is being Mr. Perfect as opposed to... It just feels like that's the his, his default is, is Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Not like it's something he's struggling to get to. Right. On, the, on the flip side, I do like, as, as few and far between as it was, the few times where he was struggling with his anger and trying to contain himself, I did enjoy that. I just wish there was more. Mm-hmm. I uh, do wish that we had had more scenes of, like, just Lucas... As far, like like how in uh, Money with Farkle, we had Farkle and Minkus. Yeah, yeah. I wish we had more scenes of, even if it was like Lucas and his parents, or Lucas on his own, struggling with things and working it out. Um, like, we had that scene when he was talking to the sheep and the bull, but I feel like that wasn't enough. <laughs> that yeah. was the most uh, introspective Lucas we've got yet. <laughs> yes. For sure. Um, I mean, and that brings to the idea that we don't get much personal life from Lucas other than the friends at school. Yeah. And they must have a reason for... I really... I mean, I'm sure there's some reveal for the parents. I'm sure it's not going to be worth it. But there must be some reason why they don't bring that in yet. Yeah. I mean, and it's also... I did at least like some of the family struggle stuff that they gave in Texas Part 1. And there was some okay stuff there, but it was, it really was like, how is this like, he's in Texas and we didn't get anything else about the backstory. That's just so weird, you know? And we didn't hear what his family thought about this or anything. So, just very strange. Next point, or you guys have anything else you want to go? He's such a (laughs) dreamboat. Obviously. Um, all right, so my next point is about Farkle. Um, I think that he grew up quite a bit, and he uh, questions his identity, and I realized, I didn't realize this at first, but that's kind of a theme for him throughout the season, that we have yearbook, we yeah. have I am Farkle, and then we have money, and there really is him sort of looking at different aspects of himself yes. and realizing more about who he is and actually growing. They definitely decided that after season one, they had to do some crucial changes to the character of Farkle. And it's it's not perfect. It's de- it's definitely not perfect yet. But they have definitely been making some strides in that direction. Yeah. And they they are trying to make Farkle the kind of character that could be real. Mm. They're trying to take some of that cartoon hyperbole away, and you keep some of it for personality. But you you make him a real kid who's thinking about what he's doing and yeah. how he's going to move forward and, and grow up. Yeah. And uh, so Smackle's becoming a regular. I, I, I at least a very recurring guest star. Okay. You know, much, he's going to be in it a lot more in season three. Okay, yeah. and so 
I'm just thinking that's that's interesting given his relationship with her. His relationship with her and like the fact that he's grown away from Riley and Maya. Yeah. So tied in with him moving away from the girls, what I was thinking, I, I still am bummed that they never really had him learn anything from the season one Farkle stuff. Oh yeah, there's. But at this point, we're so past it that it's just like at, at least I like where we are now. Yeah. Uh, but it is a bummer that they didn't yeah. take that opportunity. In some ways, it is a cop out. They didn't directly face the kind of skeevy kind of things that he's been doing. But, at, yeah, like you said, they at least got the character to a place where we're thinking about that less. Yeah. And it... it so one thing... Because I do think he was one of the most improved characters this season. And I think a big part of that comes from... He had a lot of his own centric episodes that were very Farkle-heavy. Yes. And so that's one of the things that, as much as I do think that Lucas improved, we needed more than just Secret of Life. Right. And that is the only one that I would really call Lucas-centric. I mean, Texas won a little bit, but it's still so much about the shipping stuff. That, like, I think also it's because a lot of the improvements for Farkle were a lot more overt. And I think, you know, Farkle's character had a lot longer a way to go yeah. to get to get more passable. And Lucas is too, but his development has been a little more subtle. And I feel we could easily get a couple episodes season three that explain some changes that maybe were not tackled directly but still happened on camera. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they're going to do that, but they could, that they, that option is open to them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I am, I am frustrated that with the tone of not, maybe that's not the right word. Uh, the fact that Farkle didn't learn his lesson. And I feel like it's more of just a comment on the writers uh, that, I don't know, they didn't see. Yeah. They the didn't issue. realize what was going on. And I they, they, I, that, well, that they didn't hear their fans. Yeah. I mean, because they kept saying, they were just like, oh, it's just loyalty, he just cares about it. So I really don't, so I don't know that they think that, that was an issue. I, I don't know that they think it was, but we've talked to yeah. this to death. But, um, and also with Lucas, the other problem that I think he's suffering from is that he is, he isn't solely this anymore, and he's, but his character is very much still a prop mm. for Maya and Riley. Yeah. And that. That's a problem if they want him to be a regular character and part of this group. He can't just be a prop. Yeah, and that's that's one of the, the issues that comes from him not having his episodes. Yes. Whatever it's about him dealing with his own issues. My time will be my time. <laughs> has he had his moment yet? He has not had his moment. Season five. Um, <laughs> Season five. <laughs> Season five. Oh, yeah, Lucas. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So the next, so the next points is there's not a ton to talk about here, but uh, I thought that everybody's performances really grew in this season. Definitely Rowan. She, you know, as we talked about, showed a lot more emotion. But I also think uh, Peyton grew quite a bit. There was he he struggled. Let's be honest. He struggled in season one. He he was given some not great lines, but he also struggled to deliver them in he a human did, way. Yeah, he definitely um, did. And so I think that they those two especially really grew this year. And also, like with for Corey Fogelmanis, they learned how to write his character better in a way that he could feel more natural with. Yeah, and um, not feel the need to overact. Yeah, that he could actually be a person and not just a no. Uh, yeah, Farkle. I will say overacting still becomes part of his character. Yeah, but they're at yeah. least acknowledging Layers. certain things and and letting it seep through in more tasteful ways. Yeah, I agree. 
So I wrote down a few of the things they tackled that I thought were effective. They tackled autism, cyberbullying, belief systems, death, sexism, and STEM subjects, the importance of art, the difficulties of forgiveness, uh, young romance, and murdering fish. Uh, all important topics. I will say, looking at this, and as you're reading, and, and STEM being in all caps, I was like, this is the most egregious thing. They <laughs> talked about STEM, oh, the dangers of technology. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so, I mean, we can debate about how effective each of these individual things were. But, but we're not going to. <laughs> but, and then, <laughs> At least there was a wide range. Yeah, and they, they tackled a lot more this year, and I think that they actually... These they are, tried. These are heavier yeah. topics, too. They're, they know, and I'm happy that they, that they went in this direction, that they... I remember, I, so I recently listened to our se- sort of season one wrap-up, and mm-hmm. one of our questions on there was... Which topics would you want people to talk about? I recall. And um, we got one person saying, should they even talk about anything? Does this help anybody? Is it important at all? They can't seem to do it anyway. Mm. And I just, I'm really glad that they didn't just go, oh, let's just be a silly Disney sitcom and just be funny and not tackle this stuff. Because even though I do think that there's layers of how well they did for each of these topics... I'm happy that topics exist. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, we watched some of the episodes we didn't remember as well, and we had some discussions before we recorded that got into pretty much podcasts themselves. <laughs> I'm sure that most of it was repeating, but... We stink. It's 1 a.m. There definitely... There, there was... There's controversy, you know, in these episodes, and whether they're good or bad, you know, it starts the discussion, and that sometimes is the best thing you can yeah. hope for. And that's the thing... I, some of these topics are so big that I would be pretty surprised if they, across the board throughout the episode, got everything right. And what's right is going to be different for every person watching it, too. But they almost always get a little bit of it right. And I think they're growing and they're getting and they're making steps towards. I'm really excited for season three. Would you say season two growth? I would say season two growth. Oh. And. And also, like you were saying, Keith was starting a discussion, what's important is that, like, with a show like this, and TV in general, you're always, not always, but hopefully usually, uh, watching it with people. Yeah. And so, like, for the younger audience, like, who they're watching it with and who they're sharing the discussion with is important with their parents or with their friends, their siblings. And these are often topics that you don't always know how to bring up. Yeah. Especially, like, the bullying. If there was, like, yeah. a kid who was being bullied and they watched this episode with their parents or their friends and it made them open up about it, that would be a good thing. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, they're not always going to be sitting with people, but nowadays you are always have people at your fingertips but through social media. And I do think that some of the discuss- some of the discussions are not great. Some of the discussions are problematic. But some of the discussions are really helpful and really empowering for people. And even those problematic discussions can lead to yeah. sub-discussions. <laughs> Here's an example of what not to do. Yeah. So, I think Texas was very effective. It had great sets, great atmosphere. Just the feeling, especially for me, of Texas 2, just the whole tone of that episode, the pacing, it really showed what the show can be. And I really do hope that season 3 can live up to some of that. And yes... Eventually, this arc has been really drawn out, and there's issues there. But by itself, the Tex- airing order has been. So <laughs> but Texas, th- the three-part Texas trilogy, is still a very strong point. It, it's not perfect, but it's it's really shows what the show could be, yeah. and that there's a lot of potential. It would definitely be great if the acting level of season three could be pretty consistent with Texas. Not 
Ju- just yeah. as far as quality, not necessarily like the drama that uh, was brought with it. But yeah. they, they can ke- keep that energy, you know, yeah. and that dynamism. And they're that direction, really, and that lighting, that, and that setting. Synergy. Let's just have the whole thing set at Texas. And I have a friend from Texas who I finally got to watch Comey's World, and he lives in Austin, and he was so frustrated <laughs> with the Austin sets, and he was like, "This is, Austin is a city. Yeah. Was, a lot of complaints there. Now, I see, still that is an issue, but yeah. the only problem with that is they give the name Austin. They should just yeah. got, give it a different name. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. It makes no sense that they specifically call that Austin. I, like, why did they do that? It only hurt them. It didn't add anything. So, yeah. He could have just been in some little side area. Yeah, that... It could have just been, like, Wagon Town. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Another Wagon thing. Town. Yeah. <laughs> Wagon Town. Look it up. It's by Tumble Bush and Prickly Pear. The roof set was very good as well. I was just going to bring up the roof set, and then Wagon Town happened. Yeah, well, I, well I, Girl oh, Meets okay. Wagon Town. I guarantee you, there is a city in the United States uh, called Wagon Town. I'm looking it I up. I guarantee it. I'm going to talk about the roof. If not, there is some manufacturer of fine handcrafted wagons. So without the subway, which was a sad <laughs> loss... It was nice to have the roof because it reminded us that we're in New York City a little bit. Yeah. It was just beautiful. It was open. It added dynamic, like nice blocking and dynamics to the shots. Oh, yeah. I mean, the roof is beautiful. On fire. A, I also love the roof. B, there's a wagon town, Pennsylvania. Of course Obviously, there is. They, they, listen, <laughs> they build wagons down there like nobody's business. <laughs> down in Pennsylvania? Yeah. So there was from some, this position. There was some pretty Sorry. solid humor in this season. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed a lot of the humor. So now, actually, I'm interested in what you guys think about this because uh, a lot of people's criticism is that the show got too serious and that the humor was hurt this season. No, no way. I really no don't way. see no, why people feel it got that better. Because even in the serious episodes, there was a balance of humor. Humor yeah. was yeah. there. I Both mean, tones got a lot better this season. I mean, look at, like, Texas 2 has, like, some of the best humor ever. And, like, I think... Um, the only episode where I actually agree with them on this is that I remember I didn't feel like I Am Farkle was fun or funny. I thought that it had some positive messaging, but it didn't stand out to me as a particularly funny episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, like, I think STEM has some great messages, a really funny episode. I think that, like, Secret of Life and New World and Gravi- Gravity is a great one about death, had to hack some hackily heavy stuff. A really funny episode. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I just don't agree with that. So. Dan you. says you're objectively wrong, those people. Those people. It's Send true. in your hate mail. <laughs> oh, do they have to? <laughs> Augie was used much better overall in season one. Um, overall. Season two. In season two. Uh, compared to season one. Uh, he he did not take over the episodes as much. Mm-hmm. Um, he was peppered throughout. He had really nice, just cute, so nice moments. They managed to give him a little bit more of like some actual drama between uh, gravity and belief with actually... You know, having that carry through mm-hmm. a bit, um, and I know uh, one of the scenes we liked is the uh, he's looking up in his bed talking to Mrs. Forsley. Yeah, that's in belief. Yeah, yeah. So that I think that was really nice, and and he even had what I thought was a fun Ava scene in, in the, STEM. Was that the soccer? Was that the episode? soccer? Yeah, yeah that was yeah. STEM. Yeah, I, I liked the, I liked that Ava scene. I think the Doi uh, subplot in uh, what, New World was very good. What was the last episode Doi was in? Um, I believe uh, World of Terror two. 
I will say... That's uh, not a good way to go. Doi was really good... So cute. ...at the beginning. Yeah. Such a cutie. They kind of lost their track with him, and he well, just beca- I mean... I, World of Terror 2 was just a bad episode, yeah. so I don't know, but... Yeah, yeah. Got, like I said, not a good way to go. Yeah. I did think... I had missed this the first time I watched, but... I thought it was interesting that in new at the beginning of New Worlds, he he's talking. He goes. There's the whole funny meta thing about how so Riley doesn't want to talk about the kiss, and she he there's all the funny things about like oh like are you gonna babysit Augie again? Like things could happen twice and all that. Remember that? And so then he they're like oh does Augie have any trouble? And he comes in and he's like I have a new friend and he's like we're just gonna check into this once or twice maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's you yeah, know yeah. that they actually set up Doy that way. I thought it was really funny. All right, uh, as far as Boy Meets World guests go, the effective ones in my mind uh, that are purely effective, because there are some people like Sean, which I was like, I like Sean a lot, but his storyline I had some issues with. Yeah, the implementation. Implementation. Yeah, implementation and utilization. Um, So the people I thought were purely really nice additions were Harley, Turner, and Feeney. I think that all three of them were handled well. They were funny. They had nice moments. They didn't overly take over episodes. Uh, so I'm a fan of those. Any disagreements? Anybody else that you... I do remember having a little bit of problem with Turner in one episode. I, I'm trying to remember that which one. That would probably be New Teacher. I think... But you liked him in Creativity. Yeah. Um, he was I'm funny. Remembering yeah, he was funny in creativity. <laughs> well, because I'm remembering Corey just yelling at him. <laughs> that was good. Good stuff. Um, and I think Feeney was used really well between yeah, between Gravity and Pluto. I think he was great, uh, and I really like Harley and Legacy, all that jazz. Just in regards to Turner, yeah. I, I know we, there's not a lot we can do now. His backstory. Oh, yeah, that you wanted more Fallout. His lost time. Yeah. I, I still wish he had at least a cane. You know? Yeah. Just something. It would be nice. At least they mentioned it in the... <coughs> I wonder if we'll ever see his nurse wife. But <laughs> it's just like he's in perfect health. He was in a full body cast. Yeah, yeah. Well, the magic of love. Um, all right. Who's love? The uh, nurse wife. The nurse. So, another positive, effective thing in my mind is Creepy Charlie. That's super your cre- positive? Super oh, creepy. great. Super it's great. so great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tweeted the other day that, that if, if he doesn't come back, I'll legitimately be sad. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want to see him one more time. I have a question. Is yeah. it supposed to be, like, in world that he's creepy? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas goes, you're a creepy creep creep. Oh, yeah. On New Year's, right? <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's totally in world until New Year's. I that, mean, like, like, like they, like we know it, but I don't think the characters really know it until New Year's. Okay, like, just, yeah. just I mean, it he's out. straight up like slasher movie. Yeah. Well, oh thing. yeah. I, I really do want him back for like, and then then there was Sean. Type yeah. Oh yeah. because well, he perfect. I mean, me, perfect like character yeah. for that. He reminds me of Billy in uh, Scream One. Oh yeah. Totally oh yeah. Does. For sure. For sure. I thought you were going to say Billy from Flaws, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> well, there are some flaws there. Um, and then I wrote, my last uh, my majorly effective thing was Harper while he lasted. Yeah. Loved her. Miss you, girl. I don't know if she'll make it to season three. It doesn't I don't seem... see how they can. I, 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 the thing is, Unless I... Maya stays back somehow, yeah, since she already graduated. No, so. I just, it doesn't... I, they could somehow finagle it, but I, I'd honestly kind of prefer they didn't. Yeah. Um, I mean... I, one of the other things we were talking about She's is... A good actress, though. I do like the actress. 
and in the end, when all the teachers were kind of paired off with each student, you know, mm-hmm. uh, was the the science teacher with Farkel, the art teacher with Maya, and, what, and Harley cool, with Lucas. Har- Harley with Lucas. Yeah, we were trying to think of like alternates for that. We were thinking if the coach might have been involved there, and uh, we thought that Harper. That Curly and coach you're talking about. Uh, no, the Jim, Jim Coach. coach. Jim coach. Jim coach. <laughs> okay. Mr. James <laughs> Coach in the building. No. From World of Terror 1. <laughs> <laughs> but Harper, I think, me personally, I think would have been a better pair for Maya in that scene because although she has the art thing going, the actual caricature of the art teacher really doesn't do much for Maya. I think that Harper would have been a much... More interesting dynamic yeah. thing to do there. And also, I just, I don't, like, on a very uh, shallow surface level, I understand Farkle with the science teacher. Yeah. How, he was in one episode before that. Yeah, but I feel like they portrayed that they'd had a history. Yeah. And it's nice to bring people back. I, I, I don't I don't mind that, because also, like, who else would he be with? But, I, and I'm also, I'm torn about um, Harper versus the art teacher, because... I agree that overall Harper is a stronger and more human character than Miss Castle, but I, I do think it really makes sense that art was her passion, that this was the subject she actually cared about, and that unfortunately, like there was a, a hint of Harper and Maya connecting, but they never really actually yeah. got there. What, what I'm missing personally is the. It's not that what she's passionate about; it's that inkling of a promise to then become passionate about other things because mm. i feel like harper has a sort of like rebellion thing yeah but she also has that that kind of passion for academia and so that if she could kind of like show maya that the two can coexist yeah. she might be more willing to seek that out in yeah. her life i i also just generally i i'm looking forward to and i hope that in season three while they're in high school that we'll get more of these other teachers and these other teaching styles because so I guess I guess we watch Secret of Life where Corey explains why he lets everybody talk all the time and why he thinks that's a good idea and like that kind of is okay but I'd like that to be balanced by another teacher who doesn't feel that way right you know yeah. and so I hope that we get like a variety like a Phoebe like well we had um, when they were in the wrong class yeah that? yeah that was gravity yeah. I mean <laughs> I love that that was pretty great we just want more of that actually speaking of, so we're about to get into highlights a highlight for me is in gravity where they have to like get into the camera f- frame because yeah, the camera keeps yeah, going right. away from they're, them they're just like <laughs> talking to the, yeah. the rig yeah really great really great um, you had your first big highlight was the Nick scene. Yes. Oh my Perfection. god. Perfection. <laughs> uh, so Perfection good. Perfection at its finest. And I actually really like the follow up to that with Mark Cuban. Uh, I think this keeping make, keeping that in her character. Yes. Because I was worried that they just like have her be into sports for one episode and kind of forget about it. Well, we also but, watched Todd and she was talking about like you know was it beat um, Notre Dame? Notre or, Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. So we got little things here and there. I like that a lot. Them gamma gamma new girls. <laughs> Who put Rowan's emotional scenes? Is that a Caitlin thing? No, no, that was, that was me. Cute. I was saying, like, I, a lot of her really high-intensity emotional scenes, super well-delivered. I think she really brought it this season. Yeah. The crying scenes, I mean, yeah. she nailed them. Yeah. It's actually I'm a crier, and so there we go. <laughs> that actually reminds me that, for me, a major uh, highlight was the crying of Maya at the end of forgiveness and her and the fact that Corey didn't really want him her to actually forgive him but wanted her to forgive herself. Right. Do either of you know Fresh Prince of Bel Air Wellish? N- no, I just know Why? it existed. 
Well, because do either of you know the episode where uh, he talks about his dad leaving him and how he's going to be... Vaguely. Oh. I was just going to say that, like, it's not, it's not like, quite near that level, because that's, like, one of the best scenes in regards to um, someone, like, talking about a, a parent walking out on them. Yeah. I don't know. You've never... I've never seen this. Somehow I missed that. The French Prince of Bel-Air is not really known for its impeccable acting or anything. Oh, that's a a great emotional scene. Alright, we'll have to watch that after. (laughs) I think Will Smith is overrated. Oh, snap. You guys hating on Will Smith. (laughs) I think he's overrated. I I think he's a little bit overrated, but I still still like him. I think he's okay-ish as an actor. (laughs) I just don't think he's all that they're hyped up to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, you put regaining of the chemistry between Cory, Sean, and Topanga when Sean shows up. I did. Yeah. Um, because it's unfortunate that overall, this more lying with Topanga, that Topanga doesn't feel like her old self. All the, one, when, there are little, little pieces where sometimes yeah, she does. And the thing is, is like, we shouldn't get excited when we see those things. It should feel like, normal. Yeah. It should be yeah. like, that's just Topanga. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've talked about this before, of speculating of, like, is Daniel Fischel happy with her current position? Is she just is rusty? The, I don't yeah, know. Is it direction? Know, we, we can speculate all we want, but we do see them, all, the three of them coming together, as they once were, when Ryder shows up in the mix, yeah. and they all suddenly start to feel yeah. more normal. Not only is Ryder phenomenal, and I guess, like, everything he does, <sighs> I love, but... Him being there makes Corey Corey. Yes. And it's like, Corey is, and even when he's not there, I still think Corey has his funny moments. But this is like, without a doubt, oh, Corey's back. I mean, I think it is both in the character sense and in the actor sense. It's when you see a friend that you knew a long time ago and you mm-hmm. revert to the way that you act with them. Yeah. I, I just think that, like, when you have that triple dynamic. It just, all the pieces just fall into play and just everything comes right back. And I think that these writers know how to write Corey and Sean. They know that dynamic and, and they've, got, in some ways, continued to write it with Riley and Maya. It's, it's different, but it's a lot of similar, a lot of similarities. And I think that they, that's just the thing they know the best. Because I don't know, it doesn't seem, it's weird because they're older and married, most of them, I think, probably right now, right? But it, it doesn't really seem like they know how to, make marriage interesting yeah well maybe because uh, it isn't <laughs> maybe, yeah, cause, <laughs> because, because i feel like what was interesting about cory and topanga was like the conflict and their and their building of the romance and i don't know that they know how yeah, it's, it's the tempestuous youth that always oh, yeah. yeah and it just uh... i don't know if that dynamic is interesting anymore I don't. I, I mean i might be alone well there, i think but... one of the thing one of the things with that is when sean shows up you know they're not being mature. They're not. They're yeah. just. They're just back to the antics. You know, digging yeah. up the yard and stuff like yeah. that. They're just. I mean, Corey already. It doesn't get shown off a lot, but like he has a lot of fun side to him. Yeah. And just without a direct outlet, it kind of gets wasted. So when Sean shows up, yeah. there's that outlet, and then they can do the hijinks or whatever it is. Yeah. And they can just get playful with it. Well, that actually, that's a good point because that makes me think. Maybe part of the issue is they don't let Topanga be fun enough. I think that has a big part yeah. of it. Yeah, that she's always the stick in the mud, like, oh, my husband, which is, just makes her feel like any other TV mom. You know? What, like, in, in regards to Boy Meets World, that was towards the end. And when did that start? Just, see, like, season seven? 
What? What are you doing? Uh, of her having this, like, stick-in-the-mud character. Up six, maybe. I mean, uh, Like, more. the uptightness. Yeah. Because she was because she was originally the free spirit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it kind of sprinkled throughout, like, from season four on. It's just that it became more and more tense with time. And, you know. She doesn't show any of because her when... 90s kid. Um, Fun. Yeah, or, like, remnants. Yeah, well, I mean, like, one was, like, the pig episode, where, like, she's the one who's, like, serious in, like, season four, probably. So, I was gonna say five. Jack was in college, but I don't know that Corey and Sean That would be season five, yeah. Yeah, so that's around when it started, and... Did it start at ten? Oh. (laughs) That took you a while. (laughs) Um, It starts at (laughs) ten! Yeah, How was so, that for an intro? That was good. That it started was... at 12. Yeah, it did. I really love it starts at 10. Um, Marosha, it's amazing. Marosha is... Marosha? I mean, Rowan as Marosha just almost makes me wish she was cast in a different show as Marosha. <laughs> and just, Girl Miss Roll didn't happen because, like, it's just so She kind of reminds me of, like, a more dramatic Daria. I was thinking that she should be in a Teen Titans live action show as Raven. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> she would kill that. She would be so oh, good. Oh, Sabrina could be Tara. Yeah. Oh, Sabrina would be a really good Tara. She would be a good Oh Tara. my god, we should cast this whole thing. Oh my god. Okay, please, weigh in. For, uh, Farkle is Beast Boy. Yeah, I can see it, that. Yeah. Or is Lucas Cyborg? Yeah, that doesn't really No. Robin. No, he's Robin. Oh. I mean... Wait, so who's Starfire? A smackle? No, we uh, need we need another car. We need other shows. Who's a Maguire Starfire? That doesn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Marosha's great. Yeah, all that. Well, stuff. actually, like Riley's personality though is closer to Starfire. That's that's true. She can just play both. What play both roles? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure uh, Rowan is just all the characters. <laughs> I love it. I don't know that I want to see Rowan play Cyborg, but... <laughs> For sure it would be great. We don't great. have a Cyborg character yet. Zay, I guess. That's not doesn't really work. Yeah, no, it really He's doesn't. just not big enough. Yeah. Well, uh, Pappy Joe. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so, Sorority Girls, Feed the Hungry. You wrote I was, this down. Yes, I did write down the Sorority Girls, Feed the Hungry, because I saw a poster in... Tot. Yes, taught. Thank you. Um, and it made me happy because it was a, a good, like, sorority girl stereotype of things sorority girls actually do that never get talked about and that they're not all dumb ditzes that just go to parties and drink. Just remember, though, when Charlie goes full-on killer, they're going to be the first to die. <laughs> just know, expect also, it. Gamma Gamma new. <laughs> that whole, okay, the comedy in Tot is really great. Yeah. And I also really love... Season three, Charlie flips out. <laughs> I also... <laughs> I also really love the whole thing about the guy who pretends he was dead. Yeah, yeah. Oh my the, god. That was really funny. That, it kind of felt he like... He could be Cyborg. That felt like... <laughs> he could be Cyborg. That felt really Boy Meets World, the dead yeah, guy. That, that felt was, like something Eric would do. We need more of that. That was great. Pluto's... I feel like Eric did do that. Pluto's Probably. great. We like Pluto, Pluto? moving on. Pluto? Uh, car, the car wash scene? Yeah. Really, really great. Strong. So... I mean, that was one of the first times... 
that we had like a really nice, refreshing set change. Yeah, outside, yeah. all that jazz. Really good. That's another thing is we don't have very many scenes that have action in them. Right. Is that we need more blocking and we need more action because that was so fun because they were playing and having fun as a group. Right. And instead, we usually have them either sitting on the bay window or sitting at their desks or standing at the locker. Like it's not dynamic. It's the, it's the haphazard nature of them yeah. just like getting in a water fight while yeah. washing cars. Yeah. Made it work. There needs to be more opportunity for physical comedy. Yeah. And it, it honestly, it kind of comes off as lazy to me almost. Because, like, it's not a big, it doesn't, like, I'm not saying, like, you don't have to be outside with a whole new set to have action happen. They can be doing more things in her room. They can be playing a board game on the floor. They, they don't can... spend enough time in the living room. Yeah. Because that's a bigger set. It, yeah. Do it, you know what would be great? Because you mentioned physical comedy. If, like, Riley fell asleep watching the Three Stooges and they had a dream and they just were in the Three Stooges. And they <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> I want Twilight Zone. Um, that would be good, too. All right. We liked... You know, another highlight was all the teacher conversations and Legacy. We kind of already talked about that. This next thing isn't a highlight, but... Um, <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't really belong in the section, but... Keith likes, likes Darby's music and thinks you should check it out. And I agree. Yeah, she's come out with a, a, a new song lately. Something and she's about blue. blue. Something, um... Is it just blue? No, it's like Bang. baby blue something. It's a good song. Look we'll it like it. I <laughs> believe it's pinned to her top of her Twitter. And she has a lot of good covers on YouTube right now. Yeah. And yeah. I like the music video, too, for that. Yeah. And her her new style reminds me of the artist Cat Power, if you're familiar with that. Or oh, yeah, not, you sent me that. It was good. Go check it out, and you can listen to the, the similarities there. But I think she's got a really good style going. Oh, we could start and the we could start the episode with her song. She was voted most fierce. Also, I really like her when she talks in, in New World. She has a lot of lines in New World, and then they barely let her speak after that. And I'm just like, come on, people, let her speak. This girl has a voice. <laughs> Remember when we didn't know her name? That was fun. And it was Lulu. Yeah, that was fun. And it was. And so it was. All right. Now we're getting to the fun part of the podcast. <laughs> what could be improved slash what the what? Um, because Caitlin combined these sections for some reason. Uh, well, because <laughs> think of the time. <laughs> All right. So my first what could be improved was Maya's character arc kind of went downhill, partially due to making Katie such a better parent. Uh, Maya needs to struggle more or complain less. Um, it, it was right after Hurricane. Yeah. Slash with Hurricane. And here's the thing. So they made Katie a better person. Yeah. But that didn't necessarily make her a better character. And from that, you know, it suffers with that parent-daughter relationship. Because if Maya is going to rebel, if she's going to feel like her life is terrible, she needs something to back that up. You know, yeah. she's already wearing the fancy clothes and she's already got people that care for her. A you lot know, of them, a too. Lot of, a lot of people she care has, for her. Now she has multiple sur- surrogate fathers. Yeah. Yeah. She's that just she's just swimming in the family. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and like, so if we're going to have more episodes where we are led to believe that she's, you know, hard knocks, got it rough. Yeah. And sometimes it works, but most of the time it's not going to, if, if this is the situation. So what? they have to make a decision at this point yeah. to either let that kind of slip away or to bring in some more trouble that actually is that it comes from the home you know yeah. it needs to i mean i hate to say this but they're going to have to make something with katie's character which is not good if they're going to make yeah. 
I mean, we talked about this before. Like, she's just, she's always been trying, you know. Yeah. It's not that she was bad, but she was trying. So they need to make that so that something is bad for that to work. I also, I can go. Oh, well, just because we're talking about Katie becoming a better parent, there's the inconsistency of Maya's feelings towards Katie. Yeah. You know, one minute she wants to spend more time with her mom, next minute uh, she doesn't want, like, anything to do with her mom or for, or, like, for her to be hovering, but, like, I agree with you. I, I think it's weird that she shifted so much. And the thing is, so when in season in Maya's mother in season one, when she seemed sort of embarrassed by her mother, like I got it more because yeah. her mom wasn't a great mom, was kind of a f- mess. But now she doesn't seem like a mess, and so her mo- her being embarrassed of her just makes her seem kind of ungrateful. And look, at the end of the day. It still is tough that she lost her dad and that her dad walked out on her. But that we, and that we, she's poor. Yeah, and that she's poor, even Supposedly. though it doesn't feel like that that much. But we need to see more. That's the thing, is that we're not seeing the effects of things enough. They're just talking about it, and it, is, it all comes back to show, don't yeah. tell. We need to see her struggling. Uh, I think you brought up something bad has to happen with Katie. Alternatively, I do think it not would... Not happen too, but from... Yeah, yeah. More, yeah. But I think alternatively, I would also be pro... Things looking like they're going very well with Sean, and then the rug being pulled out and it not right. working out. That would be a, an okay way to keep Katie as fine, and then maybe she'll maybe Katie spirals a little bit after that or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the opportunity they left open of uh, half siblings, yeah, showing up, and then I mean the the plot just is that they're older and not yeah. younger. That yeah. you wouldn't normally expect. Uh, why would they do that, though? Make them older? Yeah. Because it would be That would be a really weird decision to do. It would be another level of betrayal that her father had. Well, so... Well, oh, you're saying that he had already been with them or something? Yeah. I don't think that's what they were... I don't That's what would seem strange. I don't know. If anything, they would be around the same. Well, that's... The, do we know... Are I'm, I'm unclear on whether these are actually related to her. Like, are they her father's kids? That's what I don't understand. Because, or did he just meet someone who had kids, like, or, you know. We, I mean, we uh, have yeah. talked about this yeah. before. We can't get into yeah. that. <laughs> All right. So I'm just saying it's another bad thing that could happen to yeah. her is yeah. that, like, a relationship rift with them. For sure. And I will say they haven't been, they haven't been hamming up that her life is terrible that much. Mm. And especially not to do with Katie that much. Yeah. I, I will say I liked, and this gets into a thing um, that I'll get to in a second more is that they started giving her an arc at the beginning of the season of her hoping more between Pluto and Hurricane and things like that. And that was interesting. And then it just kind of like went nowhere. And, and then we got into the whole triangle thing. Yeah, I mean, which was, that, was totally separate. The Texas stuff really disrupted yeah. that whole mentality because it shifted it yeah. to a whole different ideology. Honestly, the biggest issue with this was this season is that... The brother thing. Well, no. Yeah, we'll get to that, <laughs> we'll that in a second. The biggest issue with the season is that there are individual episodes and things like that that work really yes. well, but as a season of television, it feels not even remotely planned out. It seems all over the place. The airing order is hugely flawed. But that's not even the issue. I know, but like, let's start. Let's yeah. start there. Yeah. Okay. Whatever way they wrote it, or whatever they did, the airing order has some serious issues. They need to very seriously take a look at how that happened, and yeah. whatever they do, they need to figure out a way to make it work that they actually are airing these things where major arcs come to resolutions when yeah. they should, the things between major points in those arcs 
actually exist in that time frame yeah. and things like that. And then you can go ahead from there. Well, I think part of the issue too is that they didn't always know they were going to have 30 episodes. So yeah. I'm sure they started planning things out and then were like, oh, we have all these extra episodes, let's add some filler or whatever. Mm. Um, and that didn't help. But like, um, yeah. I had a question for you because you know, um, I feel like you know more about these things. How um, how often is this that like, and in what genre is the airing issues how often with television? The, how often does that happen? Yeah, and like, is it more sitcoms? Is it more children's shows? Um, not, I'm sure it happens more with kids' shows because they assume the kids don't care, which yeah. is kind of true for for the most part. I mean, there I did there were lots of stories I was hearing on Twitter about the kids after after New Year. There were all those episodes, and the kids were like, "Wow, nobody cares about each other's feelings. Like, what's happening? I don't understand yeah. why no one's talking about this." The problem so, is, this isn't exactly a kid show; it's yeah. a family show. There's a lot of there's a yeah. wide audience. It, sitcoms are more likely, I'd say, than dramas to have these things switched around. Like, there'll be sometimes, I especially in season, first seasons of shows, where they'll be like, "Oh, we know these early episodes aren't as strong. We're gonna make these ones from later, earlier, so that people get into the show more." And famously, Firefly. Yeah, of course, Firefly. Um, but it is it is semi rare. I, I definitely think getting more episodes hurt them. But but one thing, so some of the stuff I want to talk about with this was if you introduce something major like Lucas's backstory or Zay, yeah. you have to pay it off in some way. <laughs> you can't just like have this major thing that seems like especially because it's at the beginning of the season, right? Yeah. So you would expect, oh, this is a major part of this season. What happens next? Nothing. I mean, like, it's, it's not like they completely forget about Lucas having this issue, yeah. but it's just, there's no real development. It's just more of the same. We never find out what Lucas actually did. I realized that when I rewatched Secret of Life. We don't yeah. know what he did. We're assuming <laughs> he, he beat up some kid. Yeah. And it's just, and Zay was introduced, and I, I mean, I think that he got funnier and more enjoyable over time, but what was his point? Why do we need this character? Exactly. Why did he move, like, I know they gave a reason, quote yeah. unquote, of like how he got there. But like, as far as the writers' mind, why did he have to move there? Yeah. Well, why was that the plot decision? Yeah. Why do we need this? As much as I think he's funny, what what is the purpose of the character of Zay? Like, I feel like I know they already had so many characters that they're not using all the way. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. why add another one they're not going to use all the way? A funny thing about Zay, I mentioned my friend earlier that I got to watch uh, Girlish Girls, and at one point he texted me and he's like, "Zay texted you." <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. I will point my friend texted me, and he was like, "There was a point where like Zay just like randomly wasn't in one episode. Does that happen?" I was like, "Yes, that happens <laughs> all the time." <laughs> <laughs> and another similar thing to this is major arcs that super change character dynamics can't be put on hold for months on end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is majorly aimed at try at the triangle arc. But it also relates to Sean and Katie. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a little different, though, because it's always been in the background. Yeah, but, but we need to have... It, it so impacts Maya yeah. that we don't know what's going on for months and months. Yeah, the issue is also that they they can have the excuse of Sean travels. Yeah. However, when Sean reappears, it's as if he's been there for a while. Yeah. Um, like in Hurricane, Maya and Sean are acting very, like, father-daughterly. Yeah. And we're just, like, supposed to accept, like, oh, that's their relationship now. And, yeah. like, we didn't see enough of a build-up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least with the Sean thing, <laughs> the things that we're seeing after the fact are showing us that there are off-camera things happening. Yeah. With the Texas thing and then what 
paid out at, uh, immediately afterwards in the airing order, it's apparent that none of the issues that we're dealing with exist in yeah. the universe at the time of these yeah. episodes. And that's, it's yeah. not even, like, the airing order made it worse. Yeah. But it's not just the airing right. order's it's, fault. It's the way yeah. that, I mean, there is a way that you can order the episodes, and we have done this, yeah. that makes it better and better to, you know, it it, it, it holds it together more when yeah. you're watching it with, with the way the arcs pan out. But no matter what you do... There's always going to be issues that you run into with, like, yeah. why why this, why well, not this. And you know? on a related note, because we you brought up Texas and also things happening behind the scenes, watching Tot today uh, kind of reminded me how much this bothered me that no one talks... Like, I understand, and it was very unfortunate, the accident that happened with Uriah, but, like, Josh's character still existed. They could have... Yeah. The characters could have talked about yeah. him, and it was very... Yeah, the way that we did have that that one scene where Katie mentioned her connection with Sean, and Sean is brought up in jokes throughout the season, even when he's not there. Why is Josh not being mentioned more? It's weird. Uh, I mean, obviously he was a bigger part of their plan for the season, but like you're saying, you could talk about him. Yeah, Uh, exactly, for like... If he was, if they had planned Texas in the beginning, and they had planned to use Josh in some way, he should have been brought up yeah. in a conversation in Texas. And I'm nervous again about the triangle thing because it sounds like what we're like the first four or so episodes of season three are more about acclimating the high school life, which I'm interested in watching. I don't like, I don't need the triangle. But it's, again, of, like, we're putting this major thing on hold for more and more months, and it just doesn't... You you can do the thing of, like, major episode, filler, 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 major episode, but not with something that so dramatically affects the core relationships of the characters. Yeah, you, you at least need to drop hints that there's yeah. some problem. I mean, yeah. you can have filler episodes that concern the characters which yeah. are not angry at each yeah. other, and then have a certain character... Off of the distance, yeah. maybe doing something with another character, you can have factions, you know, exist. Which actually, season one did it well because th- their major arc was Maya's home life. So they'd have like Father and Truth, and then a bunch of filler, and then Sean comes, and then a bunch of filler, and then Master Plant, you know. So like mm-hmm. that actually made sense because it wasn't, that was just her life. Right. You know, and it wasn't like there was some imminent change or some major conflict happening. Just something to think about. Lucas still needs more fleshing out. We kind of talked about that. He needs to more he needs to hit the gym a couple more times. A week. <laughs> he needs more mistakes. He needs to learn more lessons. He needs more focus. Um, I mean, we the problem with Lucas still is the moral superiority that just oozes out of his head. Yeah, I mean, the writers need to stop using him as you know their god figure. They, yeah. He ne- he needs to make mistakes and he needs to make them. The way a middle school, well now a high school boy would make them. Yeah. He needs to be wrong about things. He needs to be called out about being wrong on things. He needs to not sit down and say, oh, sit down on my lap. Let Papa tell you a story about the way the world works. You know, <laughs> he, can't, he can't do that. He needs to. What is with your voices today? <laughs> what is with your voices any day? He Gotta needs go. to struggle. Uh, because yeah. even, even in Secret of Life, which I really like him in Secret of Life, he... He's already changed. Yeah. He he goes and he just does it. Right. He just goes know? behind the curtain and says, plug in, Brrrp. oh, knowledge acquired, unplug, yeah. walk out. Yeah, we need more. Uh, I, you know, they made, they made a, a good step in season two, but he still needs work. Uh, so next one's a big one. The use of Boy Meets World guest stars overall can be improved. They should be less forced in and treated with more care. 
They're too reliant on nostalgia. And clips. Yeah, we don't... There's little things that bother me, like... So there's the line in Pluto about, um... Sean's like, oh, we can we can go to your favorite restaurant, we can take all the rolls, and then Corey says, they want you to take the rolls. And I'm like, you didn't need Corey to actually say the actual line. We know that they want him to take the rolls. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, I, I just think it's, it's, it's funnier and it's less forced if Sean had just said, we can take all the rolls, because then right. it's natural. That's already the joke. Yeah, it's already the reference. We don't double need the reference. And same way with... With in that pointing la- at Feeny. yeah, pointing at Feeny later it's in the like, episode. Like three clips of it. Yeah, we yeah. already get. We already either as a fan get the joke when they point, or it should be funny enough to begin with. Yeah. That, that's why it was a joke the first yeah. time around. So it, who's it's, making this decision on the clips? Who wants the clips? I don't. Is it whoever designed you know the season you know seven? Dolly Barnes. I think it's whoever decided that the finale of Boy Meets World could be 90% season 7 clips. Well, here's, that was a mistake. <laughs> I will say... Who was that? That was a, It was a different time then. It was a time... <laughs> no, it, it was a time before, before DVRs, before yeah, yeah. DVDs. The nostalgia was there to be packaged for you to receive. You couldn't get it on your own necessarily. Yeah. You know, there was no DVDs. It was reruns. If you're lucky, you got this. So yeah. you want to sit back and see those things yeah. reflect and say, I remember this, I remember yeah. that. Yes, fine. And clip but now, shows, they, they had like an actual purpose because you yeah. might have missed episodes too. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but now it's totally pointless. Yeah. Now, totally just stop. Well, There's no re- From this point on forward, in the entire human history to come, mm-hmm. you should never do clips unless it's at the beginning of a show and it's like, last time. Well, and- to counter that, I did like the use of the flashbacks in Texas 3. And we all did. That they, the way they, because that was re- almost recontextualizing old things. I mean, things. every rule yeah. exists to be broken, yeah. but, but I in general. What, what, we don't, what we don't need is for clips to double underline a reference that's already triple there. Quadruple. Yeah, we just don't, it doesn't do anything. And I know some people like to see that. I don't understand why. If you want to watch them point yeah. at things, go on YouTube and type in Corey and Sean point at things. <laughs> <laughs> so... We're going to make a channel that, <laughs> and we're just going to edit in, like, we're going to take that clip, and it's going to be like, pineapple, yeah. <laughs> chair. <laughs> oh, man. Do we want to say anything about Eric? I don't want to get super into it, but yeah. I think we can all agree that there were some issues. Yeah, there were issues. I, I think that it, he got better with each of his episodes. Still not my favorite thing. I, I think that... He, at his heightened level, does not really fit the tone of the series. Like, I, and I guess rewatched Mr. Squirrels, and I'm like, there are funny jokes in this. It just feels weird. It doesn't. It doesn't feel cohesive. The, the sensationalism. Well, aside from, yeah. Aside from that, aside, I love having Will Friedle back. He's so he's very funny. He has great chemistry with the other actors. However. I don't like what what they did as far as the direction of Eric's character, where he ended up. Like, oh, he's a senator. I really, yeah. It, it makes it so he's innately ridiculous forever. He does, yeah. He just just has his logic and the way that it exists in reality does not exist yeah. in the reality of Gomez. And we- see. I- I would be happy for them not to show Eric again until the end of season three. Mm. And it'd be like, okay, his term as senator is up. 
Yeah. Um, and we don't have to deal that with is, this that anymore. That would also be a really weird decision. There's <laughs> almost nothing good that I don't, do but I don't, yeah. because then well, at that point they'd have to address him being an acting senator, yeah. and I don't want that. I, I'd rather just be like, okay, I was really busy being a senator, and now I can visit my family. I have, yeah, I have, I have no issue with him taking a break from his duties and coming and just doing something totally off. How long is a senator's term? Is it a Two. year? Two years, but like in a TV show, it could yeah, be like. Yeah. Mm. For all we know, yeah. they, for all we know, they might put them put the first two years of high school into the season. It's interesting. I, I on the flip side, if in the news there's another government shutdown <laughs> and they do a show about it was Eric's fault, that would be pretty great. That would be funny. That's the only exception I have. I, I, <laughs> Eric can battle Ted Cruz. I, I'll, I'll say this much. Lightsabers. I think they did this Eric Senator thing for a very specific reason. And given what is currently happening in our politics, I think there's absolutely no way they will not try to lampoon that in some way. Fair uh, enough. You know, and I, I hope that it works. I think that there were parts of Washington that were interesting because he was a senator. That there was some interesting political commentary. Go to Washington, yeah, you I know. liars! <laughs> you liars! Girl meets Mister Squirrels goes to Washington. Who who titled that? Who did that? It's a reference. Um, oh, whatever. But I I just think that I mean political commentary is something that Boy Meets World didn't have. They just need to find the right balance. He can be a little ridiculous. What you need is, like, I, I, I always remember, like, because we should point out for people, if you're, if you're newer, we don't love Eric at the end of Boy Meets World in general. But there not were, necessarily. We, there's, no, I'm not, not going to say that. We don't, we check, don't, but yeah. But, like, generally. There are issues. Yeah. I, I really liked near the very end of the show when they have like the episode of like oh he's on I forget what the joke is like he's having a good day or whatever but it's the episode where it's about his relationship with Corey and the struggles they have and he actually gets real again oh the uh, garage sale yeah. yeah and he's still like a little goofy but he is a person and that's the oh, Eric that I like and I think that you could have some of the humor, but you have to balance it more. And it can't just be that, oh, he's so stupid, he lucks into happy, uh, positive things because he's a lucky, happy dude. Yeah. You know, I just want him to actually... He's a leprechaun. Yeah. You know. oh, I guess while we're talking about Eric, we should talk about how there's, like, sort of weird, vague rumors that maybe he'll get some sort of spinoff or a cartoon or something weird. And so my first thought to that, and this is totally unsubstantiated, so this is just for the sake of... Unsubstantiated! For the sake of fun, assuming that that might happen, my first question was, how could they possibly do this on Disney Channel? It's a kid's show, you're not going to have a show centered on Eric. Then I thought about it. I mean, it. why not? Well, they just, it's just not what they would do. So I came up with an idea. And it's a ridiculous idea, but I could see it happening. I'm not ready. Okay, so they, they, they called out Senator Eric when they said this, too. So he'd still be a senator in this thing. So my idea is that he is trying to secure funds for an orphanage mm -hmm. and fails, yeah. feels bad, and adopts a bunch of children. And, and runs so, the, yeah, and, and either runs the orphanage or just like has like five kids. And it's about him. Oh, five. I think he was talking about like 30. No, not, not quite that many. But like <laughs> he adopts a bunch of kids. It connects back to the Tommy thing. And it's now the wacky show with kids that the Disney Channel audience would like. Where it's like him failing upward into trying to take care of the kids. And the hapless idiot trying to do his best to be a good dad. Uh, Can't you see that show existing? Yes. I can totally see that show existing. I don't now, again, I'll, I'll say that we had this conversation before we hit record. Yeah. So I have no problem with that show existing or some show like that, but I don't want that to intersect with the universe of Girl Meets World because they have very different 
rationales, they have very different logics. They cannot intersect in the way that they would need to if they did. So you can have that as long as if and when Eric ever comes back, that does not become part of the canon. He doesn't bring his 30 kids. That, that that that's not GMW canon. That needs to be its own alternate universe. Yeah. You know, that needs to be Marvel issue number two. You know. so, if Maya and Josh got together, Maya's kid would be Riley's cousin. Yeah. I don't feel good about that. That's weird. Um, would you watch an Eric spinoff? I would watch the pilot and see what I thought. I would watch it very casually. I don't think I'd want to watch it on Disney Channel. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Freeform Entertainment! I will not call it that! (laughs) Oh, Freeform. New, 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 new! (laughs) Freeform Entertainment! (laughs) There's no rules! (laughs) That does remind me, though. I was thinking recently that... If Girl Meets World was going to possibly make it past four seasons, yes. I think the most likely way for that to happen is for, after season four, them to rebrand in a like slight spin-off way, similar to Sweet Life on Deck. That Sweet Life, between Sweet Life on Deck and Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, is one of the only shows that's gone on for more than four years, yeah. and that I can see them rebranding to like Girl Meets Colleague yeah, or I something mean, I like have that. no problem... If they did that when they went to college. Yeah. Before that is too soon. But if they, yeah. when they college, they puff it over to the artist formerly known as ABC Family, you know, <laughs> that would be better. You know, that would be, mm. that would, I mean, assuming that yeah. they had the same in- integrity for the show. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Unless, do you want to say anything about Angela while we're talking about Girl Meets World, about uh, Boy Meets World characters, or should we just move on? Um, I We've got a lot of Angela stuff. Yeah, um, I know. I was just going to point out um, Jack coming and the... Yeah, uh, Jack. I liked Jack. That but, happened, but he. <laughs> it felt like the beginning of something that had another, like setting something up that had no payoff. Yes, I agree. And the, I liked having Jack back. It was very awkward, though. His progression of I am a bad person. Yeah, and like I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing, but I, and like his interactions with Eric. There were some good pieces to it. It just felt incomplete. And then their description of the triangle between Rachel, him. Yeah. And well, then do you there's want a g- lot of revisionist history going on. Do we want to g- stop that? <laughs> Can we want to jump to the brother thing then while we're talking about this? Because that's uh, kind of part of what the uh, whole thing was uh, of like opposites attract, and uh, it's better to just have be friends with them than to uh, ruin everything. I with hate the brother. The brother thing was just dumb. Your book is a phenomenal episode with a really dumb thing at the end of it. Uh, <laughs> I, the, it that never went away. Like, yeah. your book is, like, ferociously fantastic. Ferociously. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm nice. sticking with it. And I love um, Donnie Barnes, too, by the way. Donnie Barnes! Regular guy. Barnast- Regular goose. Barnastically fantastic. Anyway, I'm done. Yeah. I'm trying. We're really reaching there. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Kitten's getting sleepy, guys. <laughs> but as I was saying. But it leaves like a bad taste in my mouth at the end because it starts the brother thing. Yeah. It's dumb. Not a fan. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. All right. So, moving on. I want more Cory and Topanga subplots. They need more connections on their own. 
Um, I love the chicken thing, in truth. We need a lot more like that, I think. I hate the chicken thing. You hate the chicken thing? I hate the chicken Why do you hate thing. the chicken thing? Because I think that's a great subplot. It makes... It's so stupid. It's it's basically like numerous plots that were in Boy Meets World that you like. I love the chicken plot. You're dumb. I'm too tired. I hate you. <laughs> um, now, this next one was yours, was cheerleading. Yeah, so uh, in Ra Ra... We were talking about how, you know, Riley needs more interest, and it was great that cheerleading became one suddenly. Yeah. That we then never... what? <laughs> and then... Where'd it go? Yeah, yeah. She and made I, I... the cheerleading team. And in general, I want her to have more than one interest. I want all of them. I- I'm still mad that, that Maya wore all those band shirts, and she's not into music. Come on. Yeah. Make her into music. It's, it would be very easy to make her Maybe like music. Maybe she'll join a band uh, in high school. I don't. I don't want her to play music. I just want her to like listening to music. Yeah. Let's just see here with headphones in more often. Yeah. Also connected with the cheerleading thing is the whole. Uh, this is a, this is a ma- this is like a season issue. Yes. yes. They always win. They always get what they want. They barely struggle. <laughs> She's singing the win 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 song. I don't know it. Let's move on. It's just called win. <laughs> so, yes, I agree. They definitely, they don't work as hard for the victories, and the victories are almost always inevitably just completely in the bag. So... Should we say the examples of this? We got... So uh, cheerleading. We have, yeah, rah-rah, we have creativity, there's, we have new teacher. There's Eric being a senator, Eric of being a senator. Uh, it's like a really, um, like, in-your-face one. Yeah. I mean, any little thing. It, and the problem is, when your heroes always win, there's nothing at stake. If you are never for once thinking that there's a potential for them to fail, there's nothing at stake. And as... In addition to that, it really hurts their characters because they can't learn from mistakes. They can't get hurt and just have to move on because that is a really big thing, part of life. You you get hurt and you have to move on sometimes. Yeah. And that not only is a humbling experience, but just as a it's real as a growing you, you know it's it's gonna need to happen. You know yeah. you have to fail. You the characters. Have to fail, and you can make characters very likable in doing so. Yeah, you need to be able to relate. You can't just have it easy and coast through it, and just have everything work out. For sure. And, and also, like in the times that they do get in "quote unquote" trouble, we don't see anything actually no happen punishments, to them. No punishments. No repercussions. Well, like, they, well, again, it's like showing and not telling. Like in Tot, they're yeah. told they're like grounded. What does that mean? We don't even see that. Yeah. yeah. We, we should at least... Also, have... why did Augie get in trouble and Josh didn't? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's not, he's not responsible for him. But Augie's five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Corey's not responsible for him. Yeah, but he didn't care is the point. Well, there's, there's more issues yeah. with that, but... <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. No, but, but Josh was a good person and Augie was in trouble. Even, so that's the uh, yeah. bigger issue. Even a 45-second scene... Where she's like gloomy in her room with the lights off, and she's like in a, doing chef. doing a coloring book, <laughs> and like Maya's like tapping on the window saying, "Can you come out and play yet?" Yeah. Like just like something like that. I don't know. So you reminded me of something we didn't write down here. That's another ongoing, just strange thing that the show does. Yes, which is give us mysteries for kind of no reason. Right. We were um, there's that. a lot of episodes. Um, that start off very confusing so they can have some sort of twist. Right. And it's like, just just, just do it. Just yeah. do the episode. You show me what happened. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with using that framework 
Yeah. If you do it tastefully, selectively, and to very specific ends. Yeah. Don't just do it because that's the structure that you did before you wrote yeah. the script. You're like, oh, this is where we're going to put that. We're going to rearrange this. Okay. I just don't understand why both Flaws and uh, Riley Town, both bullying episodes, it had to be a reveal of the bully, a reveal, like, what's going on? Where is this person? Just to show what's happening. Yeah. And I think Riley Town earns it a little bit more because of it has to be you can't show the bully for what they wanted to do that it had to be everybody's the bully in a way but there could have been more interaction with the source of the bullying yeah yeah, that is the one time that i think did pay off was that you are the bully that you're complicit into it but in general it's a similar stylistic thing as the never failing because if you're always having some sort of switch yeah it's not special anymore. Yeah. The wins aren't special if you don't fail, just the way that if it's always a surprise, it's not special as if yeah. you don't have anything straightforward. Well, it was, it was another another example is, is Mr. Squirrels, where it's like, why couldn't we just see the original argument that set off the major argument? Why does it have to be a reveal that he called her a short stack of pancakes? I don't like. I don't understand exactly. it's not what, what, what you get out of that. Just... Like, it, it's, it's just weird. All right, moving on. So, just generally... Because adolescence is a surprise. (laughs) Just generally, the lessons could use some work, as well as giving more inciting instances... uh, Inciting... Incidences of character motivation. Um, Incidents? We just need better character motivation. We need better grammar. I need better (laughs) speaking abilities. But yeah, the lessons, character motivation, all that jazz, need some work. Um, okay, I'm going to run through a couple of these. Uh, we really don't like the Messick and Tot. Communism was a terrible episode. Cleti- it's a terrible episode. <laughs> Cletus Down was- with capitalism. <laughs> Cletus was a bad character. Uh, now, this is the what the what question of uh, the top Why hat. Why did you put Cletus there? She got confused. We literally tired. have a section called Worst Characters. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't have that section when you brought up Cletus. Yes, we definitely did. Yeah, we did. Okay. He, he was, was like, the he last, was last one. one. I don't <laughs> Um, Keith put in the what the what section uh, in the in the intro that they have the top hats on the conveyor belt and how that never actually shows up. That was the one scene at the beginning of season two that I said I want to see that episode. Yeah, and it never came. I never thought that it would. I knew it was like an homage. It's to the, the only one. I know. It's it's the, why would they do that? <laughs> because you know they knew Keith. <laughs> they knew. There's a lost episode somewhere out there. Um, okay, Keith yeah. hates Corey's map, as we've said before. It's terrible and weird, and I don't Do understand. Do you <laughs> <laughs> um, Tectonic plates, babe. Get with the program. And the other thing we want to talk about is, uh, we've talked before about how we didn't love the band and semi-formal. Most and specifically the fact that it was a commercial slash music video all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, that it was just kind of forced in there. And we, we talked about how the difference between that versus something like the use of the monkeys or the Spice Girls and Boy Meets World, where the or the singers and the musicians were actually characters, and it was just... They just played with it more. It was more right. fun. I also do want to say I liked the way the music was used in Texas, too, um, yes. because, they came, like you said, they came to the music as opposed to the music coming to them. Mm-hmm. All right, worst characters ever? Red Sweater College Girl. Hater! From Tot. This is the girl that says Maya's mature for sneaking out and basically is trying to oh. bully Josh into... 
liking her and is like blackmailing like yeah like her that, and the like, other girl. I gotta say, in Tot, Josh is a victim. Yeah, I, she, I, she to me is one of the single handedly like worst conceived character who has the worst morals and is not shown for that. It is shown for being like the right one in the situation. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah, not showing a, like, not a good role model for Maya and Riley. Yeah. And honorable mentions, the principal. <laughs> Ooh. Also, the senator. The incumbent senator. Not our favorites. All right. So our next thing, um, I thought it would be fun. Amanda from at GMW Buzz did a BuzzFeed article about what we want from season three. Is this yonder article? Yes, this is the article. I have it up here. Um, I thought we'd read just the you know the bullet points and see what we agreed with, what we maybe disagree with, all that jazz. One dot space. Oh my god, no! You are not doing this. <laughs> it is it is one fifty four a.m. You are not reading the punctuation. <laughs> Alright, so her first thing is more Corey and Sean. I think we can all agree. Awesome sauce. Um, totally the bomb. <laughs> um, number two. They want the entire Matthews family together. I should also throw Morgan out... doesn't exist. <laughs> I should throw out that um, this is a combination... It wasn't just Amanda's ideas. She like went around and researched with other people and kind of... Collaborated. Collaborated and got stuff together. Some of this is she my stuff. She got feedback. Too. Yeah. Feedback. So the entire Matthews family together... Um, I do want to see Morgan. I don't need to is see Morgan. Is Morgan photoshopped into that picture? Yeah, she is. That's is she really? So yeah. <laughs> oh my, oh uh, my god, look at that. And not even well. You look, you can see trees. <laughs> green. This is like... Well, the, the, oh, Eric's Eric, photoshopped, Eric's photoshopped, photoshopped yeah. yeah. Not, I mean, the lighting is egregious there, but like, there's no shrubbery behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's for Look fun, guys. Yeah, it would be nice to have some sort of reunion of some kind. I don't need it, but it would be fun. Um, Pretty great. Yeah. I mean, as far as, like, Girl Meets World, like, just Girl Meets World viewers yeah. know, there's no Morgan. Yeah. She just opened those doors of the power of friendship. <laughs> He's looking at stuff now. So we want more on-location shooting in New York City. We know we're getting the subway back. That's not on-location. But that would be cool. I, I would like some more of that. Oh, I think that show it's... It's a yeah. New Yorkiness. We need to be outside. Yeah. Uh, I also have no clue where the audios are, so I'm speaking a little bit louder, but I'm also for the back to compensate because I don't know if I'm going to blow it up or be super quiet. Since they did this to Texas, I want to see like funny New York stereotypes from Riley and Maya. Like, well, yeah. they want them to smack on a taxi. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or like they go to Times Square and they like they would make fun it, of the tourists. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say, why yeah. would they go to okay to yeah. make fun of the tourists? That actually is a good point. I want a scene in a taxi. Yeah, I can. Can you see yeah. what the funny? Well, taxi don't you driver? think they should be not allowed to get in a taxi until like just how they weren't like allowed? Yeah, to... I mean, when you're in high school, I feel like by that point you should be allowed to take a taxi, right? But if you're with is, a friend. No, this is Riley. Yeah, this, we're talking about Riley here. I, mean, I think it'd be funnier if he was afraid to take a taxi. Yes, that'd be a good yeah. episode. Family vacation. I hadn't thought about that, but that could oh. be fun. I could be on board for That's that. That's very dangerous. I actually, you know what I would like? That's going to into even Stevens movie territory. That's very dangerous. I love even Stevens movie. Don't be hating on the even Where, where are some places you guys would want them to go to a family vacation Wait, if you thought they would do it well? For Hold on for one second. I asked a question. All right, fine. Where? Uh, the beach. Uh, I the hate beach. you. I would really like this idea if it made it so the episode was just the core family and Maya. 
if we didn't have anybody else. Yeah. And we had an episode that was really about the, that family and their dynamics with each other for a long period of time. Because all their scenes are very quick. We could have, if we had Topanga in every scene of an episode, like, they're all together. I think that would be a good way to really flesh out the characters and their family. A better way to do that might be to wait a couple of years and just have it be a summer trip with the kids when they're older. Yeah, potentially. They probably would just want to go on their own. That's what I mean. You brought up the Even Stevens movie. I would be surprised if we didn't get a Girl Meets World decom of them on vacation. That will probably happen at some point. I hope not. I hope so. (laughs) I would have been looking at colleges in that. Dude, don't you want bigger budgets? I do, but I don't want the cheese factor. I definitely want the cheese factor. (laughs) Um, She wants new friends for Augie. Um, we have enough. He has he has too many friends already. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my goodness! Look at this one. This one's great. This is freaking. This terrifying. is my favorite. So they I'm want so guest appearances from Disney stars from the nineties. Where are you at, Hillary Duff? I'm yeah. looking for you, girl. Lizzie McGuire, even Steven stuff. I mean, I would say definitely top one would be Hillary Duff. Yeah. I mean, Hillary Duff on Girl Meets Rowan. World <laughs> would be really funny. Yeah. They should make that happen. Especially what would be a good if, thing for her to do. I mean, imagine be. if they were just on the subway one day and they just saw like a lady just having like a really hard time being normal, mm. and she just literally was Hillary Duff as an adult. Yeah, and they like randomly bonded with her, just like randomly out one day. Mm. That would be pretty great. Um, the next one was more celebrity guest stars. I did like Jackie Harry. I'll give them that. I I don't want like I want a celebrity. Actors, I don't uh, want. Yeah, you don't I, want sensationalized yeah. cameos. Yeah, I don't want more Mark Cubans or Perez Hiltons. That's not for me. No, not even. Um, if they're like, if they're gonna play a character and they're a good actor and they're funny, then sure, bring them on in. An update on Eric as the senator. Well, I just said that I wanted to wait until his term, his term was, was up. over <laughs> and a government shutdown. Oh man. Uh, so this next one is Corey getting increasingly protective of a growing Riley, and underneath it says... Season two is growth, it's too late. <laughs> Caption. <laughs> of a feeling Riley. <laughs> Old Riley and her feelings. Anyways, some of the best comedic moments have come from Corey being a protective father over Riley's feelings. There we go. Uh, now that Riley is in high school, she will face much larger challenges, and it will be hilarious and amazing to see how Corey handles it all, and to see Lucas lose more shoes. That part's not there. I add them. <laughs> I actually am surprised it isn't there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like Protective Corey, and also, I like that there's a, a kind of interesting layer now to season one that Corey knew about Texas Lucas the entire time. Makes him seem a little bit less crazy. Who? Corey. Corey's less crazy? Yeah. Because the master plan? Because, well, because he knew this kid was kicked out of school for violence. It was not even a joke. I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> I mean, I, if I was a parent and I found out my girl, yeah, yeah. my daughter liked... My, my daughter liked the boy who was kicked out of school for violence. Yeah, I'd be kind of protective, too. Um, stories about Josh... Oh, this one was mine, I think. I said stories about Josh Matthews without it being about Josh Aya. So, stuff with Josh and Riley, stuff with Josh and Augie, just give, even Josh and Corey, just giving him... Josh with Red Sweater Girl. <laughs> just giving him more to play off of. We need, if he's gonna be a big deal, 
He needs more uh, character, honestly. Yeah. He needs more time with just Riley. Yeah. Or just uh, Corey. With somebody. Yeah. Like, like, well, like, I don't want to see him taking Augie to a Phillies game. And who he, like, who's he going to spend time with if it's not Riley or Corey? Yeah. Well, the obvious and, answer? Who's... Who Lucas? would? Yeah, Lucas. Yeah, it, honestly, true. who would he hang out but Lu- with Lucas? Yeah, they're the closest in character. Yeah, I I could see a, a Josh Zay Lucas dynamic. Yeah, um, that could be cool. Uh, yeah, that could be nice, and also maybe even. Well, first they have to meet, which would be weird. <laughs> Maybe even Eric Josh, I wouldn't mind that much. No, I mean, he's going to meet his brother at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I mean, and again, I, I don't know. I, I just... Like, I wouldn't even blame, like, entirely, like, this would be a little bit on your fault, but if a Girl Meets World viewer didn't make the connection that Josh and Eric are related. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to, to diminish people's feelings about Josh. But it's hard for me not to feel like the only reason that he's a beloved character is because he's attractive. Because... I mean, his acting is... His acting is fine. He has some funny jokes. But, like, what has he really done? Who is this guy? He's another prop. He's more of a prop than Lucas. I I just don't understand why... (laughs) You're just a prop. He's a lamp. You're a loser like your father. (laughs) Matthews is a great man. <laughs> Speaking of which, we do need more Alan and Amy. I probably yeah. just completely destroyed the uh, I'm sure you This is the danger. I, guess yeah. I always look at the level. But I mean, I just, especially if the end game plan is him and Maya, he has to earn Maya, and he, I don't think he's good enough for her yet. No. So, yeah, that's my feeling. Oh, so this next one is, does Riley make the high school cheerleading team? Which I just realized that despite them all looking 30, that that is the middle school <laughs> cheerleading team. And therefore she'd have to join a whole new team after trying. I, I, I would be flabbergasted if she ever did cheerleading again. Not gonna happen. Gosh. <laughs> Not in a million years. Golly. High school clicks. What if she had written under this? High school tends to have more separated friend groups. It would be interesting to see our main characters interact with new classmates and if they try and find new groups to fit in with. Dangerous territory. I think so. It's interesting. Having new friends. Um, yes. They yeah. intru- They cast a bunch of older actors, I assume to play upperclassmen, for the first couple so episodes. people like in their mid-40s? No, no, they're not, they're not super old, but but like 20s or whatever. Um, <laughs> and so, I could be a high schooler. <laughs> so I do think that that's interesting. I, I I assume they're only there for high school part one and part two, yeah, yeah. but uh, just getting a little bit more. So what you're flavor. saying is we all three have to go try out for extras, obviously. We're great actors, as you can see from our many YouTube videos. <laughs> so many. <of> them. <laughs> it's like yeah. deeper look into Lucas's past. I think we all can agree on that. Maya meeting her half siblings. Yep, I'm, I'm aboard. Yeah, we talked about that a little yeah. bit. So, more updates on the triangle, basically. Yeah, well, we need that, because otherwise, what is happening? Do you think they're going to have a trigonometry cl- class where that turns into it about being the triangle? Yay, well, I want that. Do you think they're going to make that joke? <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, so how, how much have we talked about how Michael Jacobs keeps saying it's not a triangle? I don't know. Uh, I, I, just, I don't know. He doesn't know shapes, I guess. <laughs> I mean, just what? I mean, so there's going to be some twist There's that's coming about, like... It comes I, at the end. <laughs> I, there's a big twist coming, and it's just like, 
I don't know how many times we've talked about this or not anymore because I talk about it on Twitter, but like, it doesn't matter what the twist is. Like, it really doesn't. Like, t- <laughs> if some the people, jury sucks. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, and the, and the, the jury doesn't. The jury doesn't right, but like, suck. If it does. Yeah, but like, it doesn't. Like, it e- like, like, I'm I'm hoping and probably unrealistically hoping that the twist is that Maya's confused because she's actually gay. That and that that is why she's caused all this mayhem because she's so confused about her feelings. But even if that happened, it was still a triangle for like twelve episodes, and we didn't know this was coming. We right. still watched a bunch of episodes about a triangle, you know. Yes. So I don't know. What is this next one? A continuation of the complexity of friendships and relationships. Number sixteen. And it's captioned in high school. A new set. Oh. Oh, no, I didn't read this one In yet. High school, <laughs> a new set of challenges arise, and it would really be interesting to see how this will affect Riley, Maya, Lucas, Farkle, and Zay's friendship. That's a lot of names. It would also be interesting to see how their continued growth will affect who they date and if it puts anyone else's friendship to the test, as we have already begun to see with Riley, Lucas, and, of course, Maya. Number 17. Tackling more important issues. Yep. Okay. Is, there any, yep. <laughs> is, is there anything major that you guys would like to see in season three as far as issues go? Um, well, so they still haven't addressed an LGBT character. Yeah. Um, I would like them to address racism and if they mm. could do so in a way that relates to current events yeah, yeah. in some way. I want a next step with the feminism stuff. I think we could get yes. a feminism episode every season, actually. Especially given Rowan, there's just there's just a lot of different angles you can take with that global warming. Um, and they were very specifically about STEM last time, but I think there's more to do there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm interested in what other people are looking for. They kind of did a lot last season. They did. They could do more with death. There, there's there. They hit on that a little bit, but I I would like it to maybe go a little bit further. Um, yeah, I, I feel like um, like with mental health, like in high oh, school. Oh, mental health. That's a good one. Yeah. Um. And also, like, I feel like it's getting into more, like, Degrassi territory. Oh, no, just don't do that. <laughs> All right. That is a territory that you want to just dig a moat and just let it float out to sea. All right, so that's pretty much wow, it. Wow, digging a moat and then it would float out to sea? Yeah. Yeah? Yes. Where's your moat? Where's my moat? Yeah, what are you doing? In the ground. All right, we're going to get into our tweets now. We don't have a ton of them. Um, but first, Keith, give me my phone back so I can there look at the go. polls. There's your polls. All right, so I did two polls uh, on Twitter for this season review, um, and the first one was, uh, which character do you think improved the most this season? And it was just the core four were the options. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, people were wrong and, <laughs> and voted for the wrong things. Uh, Riley has the Totally lowest- unbiased opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Riley has the lowest percentage, which doesn't make any sense to me. So it goes, going from least to greatest, um, it goes Riley at 11%, Maya at 14%. Come on. Maya did not improve this season. I'm sorry. Maya was the best in season one, and she kind of stayed around the same level or went down a tiny bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Farkle, 34%. I get that. He did improve a lot. And Lucas wins at 41%. Lucas did improve a lot. But he had the most. The, he had the most to gain in a lot of ways yeah, too. Yeah, Lucas very noticeably changed. Yeah, I probably. What would you have picked out of that? That's. I'm conflicted here because I think that probably it was Farkle that changed the most. Yeah. Because he started from such a bad place in season one. Yeah. But I think 
Lucas, who was also not doing so great in season one at the at the beginning, yeah. came and ended up higher. Yeah. So I think right now, I would say Farkle covered a greater distance, but Lucas covered a great distance as and is in the lead. Yeah. So I don't know how I would qualify. Yeah. What are you thinking, Caitlin? I know I wouldn't have picked Maya. Yeah. So I'm trying to narrow it down more than that. I, I'm in between Riley and Lucas at this yeah. point uh, because Rowan's acting has always been great, and I just yeah. feel like it progressed more. She, like, felt even more comfortably into the character, and they they did more with her character because she was very blank yeah. in season one. Um, and she they was gave just pop lady. And we talked. We already talked a lot about Lucas's growth. Yeah, season two and all. Yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> the thing is, I like. I just. I, I do think Lucas or Farkle are the highest. It just bothers me that Riley's lower than Maya because I do think Riley grew a lot here. Yeah. Uh, so the second question I had was, which Boy Meets World guest was best utilized in Girl Meets World season two? I said reply for other. Nobody did. So the options are Eric, Sean, Feeney, and Turner. And from lowest to highest, we got Eric at 13%. That seems about right, because he was not super well utilized. Uh, then Feeney at 22%. Really? I would have put him higher. Yeah. Um, Turner at 24%. I do think Turner was good. And then Sean at 41%. So, you know, we, that's one thing we didn't talk about. Guys, Feeney. Guys, <laughs> what are you doing? People love their Sean. I get that. Yeah, but he was third. Yeah. I don't know. Do we want to talk a little bit about Sean? Um, we, we, I really like him, right? But I, just, I don't love the Katie. They've him. put him in places that the way the the frequency that he's in it, it will not really live up to because of he's made important, but then they don't show him. Yeah, and also they create a problem because he either has to live up to certain things or he has to let Maya down. Yeah, and so either we're going to be stuck in limbo. Or anything's going to be great, or everything's going to be terrible. So it's going to yeah. be, like you said before, the rug gets pulled out from underneath everybody. Yeah. Or we just get stuck in this weird utopia. Yeah. So yeah. it's troublesome. He, he needs he needs to be able to define himself. Yeah. And on a similar note, not with guest stars, but with Sean and Katie, is Katie's, I feel like, gonna going to suffer because of working at the bakery yeah and now that puts her in a position that she has to at least semi-regularly be at and mm. I, I want Maya to move out you want Maya to move out yeah what do you mean at by- like 16 oh interesting well because at that point like i feel like a fall i feel like for Maya to kind of like regain her character yeah she there needs to be a con uh big conflict with her and her mother and then she emancipates at 16 huh that would be interesting they have to do so much work now to do that i i that's a, i really do think honestly well there's one thing that immediately comes to mind they could do that yeah but they would not be go good for the character of katie why what, she dies no oh, wait, she would not <laughs> <have> emancipated <laughs> no <laughs> if if for instance if maya came out and her uh, mother was not okay with it. Right. I guess would be surprised of that character being that way, but I guess that's just, that's just immediately what came yeah. to my mind. What? I, I I don't know. It, it's I I don't know. I do feel I feel like the way they changed Katie as much as I like the actress and as much as I actually do like her chemistry with Sean, mm-hmm. I think that that was the biggest mistake. Yeah. 
mean, they made her too likable. They but, made her too, yeah, too good. Yeah. Uh, he 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 was like in the right zone in season one of being like Struggling. somewhat likable, yeah. but making mistakes and very flawed. That was the main thing. Yeah. Is like even if she cared, she was flawed. And like season one, Katie, I could see freaking out, giving up, and ditching her daughter and running away for some reason. I could not see season two Katie ever doing that. No. I mean, I, I could see se- season one Katie doing that with a little tweaking. Yeah. Hand, with, not... For season two Katie to do that, it would have to be like something from her past came, yeah. came back in some, like, it, it's to some degree that, like, something bad from her past that, like, made her revert. Yeah. Right. Like, she made a pact with her high school friends not to tell her they killed somebody <laughs> on a lonely highway. Are we now? I am thinking. Are we overly being like we want Maya to be Sean too much? No, but if they, I'm just saying, if they are going in that direction, they have to do certain things. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't need. Honestly, I don't need Maya to be heartbroken and had hard up. But they just need to stop using that. They can just then make things are looking up. I want a in between state where I do feel like. I wanted her to be the conflict character. I want things to be tough for her. I don't necessarily want it to be in the same way that it was with Sean. I don't... In some ways, I think it might be good that it doesn't make sense that Katie would run away. Um, it needs to be less terrible. I, yeah, I, well, I don't know that I want it to be, again, oh, my my, my parent runs away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, it needs, but I do want something else that's hard. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I th- like I said, I would rather it be Maya takes it on herself to leave the situation yeah. for whatever happens. What if instead of dying, Katie just had a prolonged illness? And then she had to go live with her father. Or live or with the Matthews, Matthews, or with Sean. Or got an apartment. I like the framework of it, the idea, but I know once it's implemented, it's going to look like a cheap out to just eliminate streamline yeah no matter what you do that would look like a cheap out well also well this is a little harder with um the position they put katie in but it'd be interesting if like that that happened that she had this prolonged interest in my didn't tell anyone and Mm. she got like a part-time job and was like trying to maintain the apartment that they have yeah and like and because Riley doesn't go to Maya's apartment there's no way for her to really know yeah what's going on well she would know because I'm the saying it's un- the baker. Well, that's why I prefaced it in the beginning that it's unfortunate in the position yeah. that yeah, they've yeah. already put her in that it makes it harder. What if um, I could see them having her career start to do better, and then she gets a potential thing that would make her go to L.A., and then Maya has to decide between staying with Riley and following her mom. Kind of a long walk to Pittsburgh yeah. kind of thing. I don't. It would be hard to believe that Katie was doing well in acting, given how they've set up her character. But you could have it be like a silly thing where, like, he, she she becomes a specific a screenwriter, or she just fits like some sort of niche, like a soap yeah. opera, or like yeah. a some sort of crazy commercial or something. And yeah, she be, she becomes a spokeswoman for a commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so lots of possibilities. That's um, not a gig you have to move for. Sometimes it is. Spoken for a commercial? Yeah. If you had to do, like, a bunch of different ones. You know, the progressive lady, Flo? Yeah. yeah. I bet she... She's mad rich, by the way. Yeah. I bet yeah. she's real busy. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read these tweets, and then we're going to get out of here. 
All right, She's so mad rich. this first one is from at, oh, actually, mail time. Mail time. Mail time. We do mail time. <laughs> mail time. Mail time. Mail time. here. All right, so this first tweet is from at It's Jamie Leanne. Yeah, uh, So these are all answering my question of what was effective, what could be improved. So It's Jamie Leanne says, effective. It allowed itself to be more serious, almost to a fault. Uh, improvement, what could be improved? Uh, more cohesive storylines, less random Boy Meets World guests. Can't disagree. <laughs> Physically unable to perform an alternative. <laughs> Keith, do you want to read this next one? See. It's from the... At Seba McLean says, I truly believe that Riley's growth has been the best thing in season two, and the Maya character has been the worst handled. I also really like Farkle, post your book. I understand the statement. I agree. Very good, very good. Do you want to read um, the giant GMW Buzz one? I do. <laughs> <clears throat> I do. So, at GMW Buzz writes in, most effective. Shh. Amanda's talking. <laughs> View my website. <laughs> Most effective. Handling mature topics well. Forgiveness, Riley Town, I am Farkle. Could be improved. Pacing slash momentum and resolution. Example, so much buildup in Texas that died down, plus its resolution is dragging. Something that at times was great, but at times horrible. How legit the stakes, quote unquote, stakes were. Bay Window failed where Texas succeeded. I agree with Amanda's points. Two stars. Um, do we agree that Forgiveness, Riley Town, and I Am Fargo were all handled well? Um, Having just watched Riley Town, we certainly had some controversy there. Mm. I will say parts of Riley Town were handled well. Other parts, not completely terribly, but... I think Rallytown lost its focus yeah. in parts. Off from perfect. And and we had a lot of things to say in that podcast about how they could have done something else and it would have been phenomenal. Um, I still think it's good. It just has room to grow. Yeah, yeah I'm glad yeah. that they got conversations started on all of these topics. Yeah. Now, what, what was the other one? Is forgiveness, forgiveness and I I like forgiveness, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of forgiveness as a concept and an episode. And I Am Farkle, I was another one where I was like, it has a net positive. There were a few things that I thought were a bit iffy. Yeah. But overall... I Am Farkle had some issues, but to me, I'm trying to remember. I, I mean, that's one of the ones I'm least familiar with right now. Yeah, I feel like I need to rewatch that but one. But if I recall correctly, that's one of the ones that we thought was had very lofty goals, yeah. but didn't quite hit the mark. Not hit all of them. I think right. it hit some marks, yeah. you know? But it definitely brought up a topic that not, yeah, that right. not enough people talked about. I remember about. We, we definitely yeah. talked about that. It's, it's the conversation started for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's my turn. You get to read the NW Buzz. I want to read Nan's too. Though. Fine. You can read Nan's. Hi, happy. Nan. <laughs> At Nan from Florida writes in, positives, the acting slash editing is much better, Rowan and Peyton especially, and negatives, missed chance to explore Texas Lucas in Texas. Yep. That was a weird missed opportunity there. Yeah, who made that decision? See, there were just weird decisions made. Yep. At Richardson, nine, not nine. Those are ours. Richardson, RR11. <laughs> I don't, my brain's on the crack. It's 223, let's go. 
right. I feel like Topanga isn't quite right. I feel like the Sean Angela story was mishandled. Most apps tug Ooh. at Maya's story versus Riley's point of view. Peyton is better at comedy. Loved Farkle's Kang since yearbook. Josh was developed in the short amount of time they had with him. I was hesitant at first with Zay. They were able to smooth his character over and find his role in the story as time went on, though. So lots of stuff there. I definitely agree Topanga isn't quite right. I definitely agree that Angela's was misha- story was mishandled. I would say that at this point, I'm, I don't know if I would ship Zay to Texas. I would not. <laughs> I, I, would, would, I, would, I would say that it would be a weird decision. At this point, to do that. Yeah, I mean, I... Zay is funny sometimes, but the, he is just the one character too many. Like you're yeah. saying, like what is what is the reason? Yeah. Like what is the reason to sit down at the writing table and say, "Hey, you know what? We got this new character Zay, and we're gonna put him right in." It's frustrating. We don't know about more about Lucas's background because, from what I understand, Zay's dad works in the same field as Lucas's dad, and that's yeah, why he transfer. moved here. Okay, so. At that point, business-wise, it would be easy for both of them to go different places. Yeah. Um, so it it would be easy to write in Zay leaving, but I'm not saying that yeah. that's what they need to do. However, and this is nothing against Corey Fogelmanis either, it'd be easy for him to just go to a different high school. Yeah, yeah. To go to a good high school with Smackle. Yeah. I, like... And they can still see him after school. I want after school more. I want weekends. I want summer. Oh, I want summer big time. I want summer. Why is it that June, like, May through July is always fall for girls' baseball? <laughs> I want them chasing ice cream trucks. <laughs> I will say this. As much as I, at this point, do actually like Farkle and think that he has a place here, I don't know the show would suffer if he left. Like, and I, I, I just... I mostly agree with that. Because, and I, I really don't think that he's bad, but anything that we can do to give more time to everybody else, I think would only help the show. The girls. Yeah. I need more Raya. <laughs> and I, I would throw things off a little bit in that I think it would be weird if it was I need my if it was Riley, Maya, and Lucas most of the time. Oh, I agree. That with would that. be yeah. weird. We kind of need we do kind of need a fourth person at this point just because of the triangle issue. But, but you I don't know. Six now. Yeah. I, so okay, as far as six. Zay, I wanted this with yeah. Smackle. Yeah, right. That's the central six. Um, (laughs) so, so the thing is about Zay, if I was going to say this is what his purpose is, it seems to be to be the Greek chorus or the, or the the gossip or just like the annoying, the the annoying jester. Yeah. And which was already sort of Farkle. Yeah. And so, and and in some ways Farkle is also kind of Greek chorus-y. So I don't really know. You know he has a, he has a particular style of his comedy that they is much different. Took Fargle and Lucas, mixed them together, and got Zay. Yeah, at many are called says Ooh. the most. At least a few of them are. <laughs> the most effective, in my opinion, was the conveyance of an underlying theme that I didn't really get in season one. I think it could be improved even more though in season three. And as I pressed uh, this person more on what they meant. <laughs> They sort of went into the fact that, like, the growth really came through, and then the, the changes in the group dynamics came, were, were coming from this growth, and that they dynamics were growing, and the people were, the way they interacted were really growing. Um, a lot of growing. 
Growing, changing. Photosynthesis. For shizzle. All right. I think... I wanted to ask you guys something. Oh, boy. What are some of the things that you would like to see in a high school? Either uh, vague things uh, that speak to high school or very specific things for the characters. Question. Oh, is it you... are are they well? So to, in addition, it's question it's, it's coming, my question. Yeah, it's question your question. Are they? Is it too late now to talk about puberty? No, I I still a want that. Bit. It's a little <laughs> too late. Well, right? I mean, like they like I can still get my warrior period episode because like I had a friend who didn't get her period until she was sixteen. Yeah, it's never gonna happen. I don't, I don't think that's that would have to be a, a an extra. I don't know. Though. Only extras get puberty. <laughs> the main characters don't go through puberty. I don't know. I just feel like at this stage... Corey Fogelman has already showed us that's not true. <laughs> I'll talk about talking high school. Exactly about high school now. Yeah, it's a bummer to me. I, I mean, apparently, I, I, I guess because it's Disney, we're not going to get discussions of sex. But if they can even find a way to hint more at it. I, I just, I, I think that that needs to start happening. I think that we need to start seeing, uh, I, I mean, it's... It needs to not be taboo. They need to be going on actual dates by the end of the season on a regular basis. I, I, I want someone to date around. I don't care who it is. Though I prefer at least one of the girls to be able to do that because otherwise it seems like this weird sexist thing that on Boy Meets World they were dating around all the time. Every episode. And... Corey got like three girls in one episode. Yeah, I and I think we I I don't know. So I guess I just wanted to feel. I think that the Texas was a good start to feeling like actual, real, relatable relationship stuff. Yeah. But now they're getting into trickier territory. If they wanted to keep it feeling real, they're in high school now, yeah. and we yeah. need like if if we get to like the end of high school and they've never made out with somebody, that's gonna be a problem for me. And I feel like that could happen. And so... I have some fears. Yeah. One of my fears is that we're going to have a really crappy Maya smoking episode that's done really poorly. Uh, I actually think smoking is so taboo that we will not even get that. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's more taboo than sex? Uh, Well, they would never display sex. I'm saying we would never see... Uh, character, even if it, even if the episode was all about how terrible smoking was, they would never show a young character smoking on television, uh, on Disney Channel. What if they? What if like Topanga I mean, found like cigarettes in her backpack? Or what if Riley found Riley them? Riley took them from Maya to stop her from smoking, and then Topanga, and Topanga she's found smoking. them. <laughs> okay, and Riley doesn't want to rat out Maya, no. so Riley gets in trouble. <laughs> I mean, and then I mean, Riley has to watch like a slideshow on the effects of uh, lung cancer. That would be moderately okay, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, maybe they could get away with something. And, you know, I don't watch all of Disney Channel, so if I'm if there actually has been an instance of a kid smoking on Disney Channel, let me know, but I'd be pretty surprised. Kids smoke on Disney Channel all the time. <laughs> <I think laughs> it's just behind the scenes. <laughs> well, I think that there are rules now about What you can show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. can't have a character so. smoke unless it's specifically to uh, say it's bad. bad. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. It seems very unlikely to me. What other things are high school? I, I mean, at some point, I'd like drinking to be brought up. Uh, phases. We need more phases. Yeah, you mean, like, different, uh, outfits Lifestyle, and stuff. fashion, whatever. Something yeah. natural phases. 
you know, whether Maya goes punk rock or something. Like, and it needs to be not just an episode and then mm. we, it gets fixed, you yeah. know. It needs to be, you know, half a season of this and then something. Yeah. I don't know. It, you were talking about alcohol and it'd be interesting if uh, Lucas had some kind of background, like one of his parents was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and that kind of explained it, like... For, first his troubled past and then like him having like an example of like what like who not to be mm. i want to see lucas drinking no what take on an alternate uh fashion oh thing. yeah because he's like you know coming from texas or something to new york mm. he's going to be exposed to certain things either for the first time or the, for the first time in a, a light where they would be seen as something other than totally mm. wacko and so he's going to, he might be able to What start. kind of style changes do you want to see? Do you want to see him grow a beard? Do you I, want to see him I can be see really hipster well, well, imagine Lucas with black fingernail polish. Oh my god. He, he like, he was going to, he's going to look terrible. Yeah. But he needs to look terrible for at least three episodes. Yeah. I am. Um, and then it doesn't need to be fixed. It needs to be altered. You yeah. Know? It needs yeah. to be shuffled around a little bit. I will say, so beyond even just learning about his backstory, I want to see him legitimately deal with anger management. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's really interesting. And, you know... He's got to punch through a wall and break his fist or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and, I, and I don't want it to always be... I'm angry because someone's hurting my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Be angry. Must protect yeah. friends. Be angry, but... Good, Lucas. <laughs> be angry for yourself. Like, I want him to get indignant for himself. And be wrong sometimes. Yeah. He yeah. needs to be wrong. He needs to... He needs to stick up for the wrong person at the wrong time and go after the wrong person for mm. the wrong reasons. Or even, like, when you're talking about for himself, there's yeah. an issue there is that... Other than his friends, what does Lucas hold important to himself? His America. ideals. What did you say? America. America. Okay. Yeah, his okay, so basically what? the same thing I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, his ideals. He cares about religion. All right. Um, so you'd have to have someone specifically come. Democracy. And say he cares about <laughs> he cares about Texas and sheep and bulls and his See, family. All right. There's not enough and love and power. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that someone would baseball. I guess talk. Yeah, that's not worth getting in a fight. <laughs> well, as much as uh, Kenmore Square near Fenway in 2004 may have disagreed with that statement. Oh, yes, man. someone died. Oh man, yeah, America. America. Yeah, no, he he just. You're right. They all need more interests. Yeah, Lucas doesn't hold. If we had a scene where Lucas was by himself talking to people and he was going to get in a fight with those people solely on some, based on something they what said that was about him and like about their conversation with just them, they have nothing to do with their friends. What does he hold important enough? Yeah, I could see him. What getting... you're too pretty. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been difficult to do this, but it might have made a little bit of sense for him to get angry at Charlie. For being a creepy creep creep? Yeah, or... Yeah, he was a creepy creep You were just out of jealousy. Yeah. Because that would be a... It would be hard to but do it well. it's still a, in direct connection to... Yeah, but it it's, would be but more it's about his... But it's about his, yeah, it's at least it's about his, his feelings. feelings. Yeah. And it would you know? show insecurity... Yeah. Um, but I don't want to see that, though. I don't really either. That's too... I want to... I would... I'm not saying I want to see it. I'd rather see it than him just protecting a friend again. Oh, well, actually, I have a totally easy answer to this. It, have him have a conflict with a family member, be it a bad father or a brother or something. You know, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. Some mundane problem. Or even get mad at Zay. Zay actually does something stupid, like really stupid, and yeah. be like, the, "This time I can't stick up for you. You, you, yeah. you cross the line." Yeah. There's lots of ways to do it. Other. What are other high school things? Oh man, there's it's, no such. It's thing just as sex high and drinking. Just, Come that's on, that's all that is. Nobody did <laughs> any work. <laughs> just. I had the same high school. Uh, <laughs> I, I do want more things. To a degree, school-related things as an academics. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's only so much you can finals. do. Finals. I mean, they're actually, they're going to experience midterms and finals. Yeah, that's And good. so, like, the stress of that Shut and how it never, up! ever goes away. Take your shoe off. I do think that, um, <laughs> another thing that would be actually really, that I would like is a better version of popular. Which is just yeah, miss yeah. more of them trying to fit in and, you know, do different wacky things to become, you know, noticed more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you can only go so far with that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but Boy Meets World, if, that's like most of season two of Boy Meets I know World. it is. But, <laughs> but the problem is, now we're... We're what? We're past? We, we're season three. I know it's the same time yeah. frame, but, like, we've spent the same amount of time with these characters... And it's gonna at a certain time it's gonna feel like oh man you got to get this thing down already you mean yeah. you gotta but I do think that the, the well, them they are going to be entering into high yeah, school the, so it gives it an opportunity yeah that they're gonna feel like fleas for the first time I really hope that they really do push that that they really even more so than Corey was the center of middle school so they really do have to f- force that shift of no this isn't about you all the time. And of course they're going to say that and do the opposite. Yeah, it's going to not <laughs> well, driving is going to be driving. Yeah, uh, ooh, Riley driving. Riley driving. That would be something good. Uh, Corey's going to have to teach. Right? Uh, but, well, but come around Pega. me, please. Come the, around me. Topanga's going to have to teach. <laughs> yeah. Riley how to drive. Um, they're in New York City, though. They don't. That's true. They oh yeah, they don't to. drive. Yeah, so that's a that's sad. Never mind. Um, All right. So we, instead, we'll just get her being afraid of the taxi. Yeah. Um, right. Well, what are the other things that we can do with New York City? Uh, now we're just talking to talk. Let's just let's end ju- up. No, no, let's talk the talk. <laughs> well, how about this? Let's walk Let the walk. Go pee. Central. Back. <laughs> how about this? Let me go Central pee. Park. It's, well, it's a park. Okay. Well, okay. So I have. Uh, I've never been there. You've never been to Central Park? No. I've been to Central Park. No, I'm saying the characters. Oh, I've yeah. never been to Central Park. Let's do it. Let's do it right up. I had a question for you. He's not in the room. I know. Keith left. He's coming back. Um, I asked Keith this earlier, so I'm interested in your que- your answer. Uh, I was debating with people on Twitter the other day. Would the show be artistically better if it had been a reboot, not a sequel? And by that, I mean Riley and all the kids are exactly that way. But, but there's but no there's Boy Meets no World. World connection at all. So not even Corey and Topeka. No, they have different different parents. Uh, so they basically have like Alan and Amy surrogate characters, and maybe like, the father could still be the teacher, or it they w- could have a neighbor teacher. It couldn't be on Boy. Me- it, I mean, it couldn't be on Disney Channel then. Why do you think that? I think it would be end up being more sitcommy without those characters. Mm, that's interesting because the more I thought about and, it, and by sitcommy, I mean like Disney Channel trope, tropey, tropey Disney. You think that yeah. the adults keep it from that? I, I think that not having these adults would make it That's that way. interesting, because I feel like the the main reason that it isn't just like any other Disney show is because of the writers, not because of Corey and people. I, I do think that... I think that, like, 
then I think it's also a psychological thing, though, that it keeps in mind, like, it helps the writers keep in mind yeah. what they had by consistently having these characters. Yeah. It is interesting. I mean, the positives in my mind to having a reboot would be that you wouldn't have to have any of those hang-ups of, oh, Topanga doesn't feel like Topanga. Yeah. You wouldn't have to say, oh, they're ruining Angela's legacy because he wouldn't be there, you know? And so instead it would be about these new people, and you like them or you don't like them, and uh, it's about evoking the tone rather than all these direct references. Uh, I do think that Corey is probably the best thing that they have about continuing, and that that legacy of him teaching now, I do think, even though it's not perfect, it's solid, and that if you didn't have him, then you'd have to have someone who'd be a much more direct Feeny parallel, and that trying to recreate Feeny would be weird and not work. Yeah. There's no one other than William Daniels. Yeah. So... Absolutely impossible. Yeah. I do think there's a nice feeling of legacy that comes from having the sequel stuff. I think they just need to work on a better balance of knowing... Like, they have no idea how to write flashbacks or... Well, first of all, just stop the flashbacks. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we're still podcasting. (laughs) What was your answer on reboot versus sequel? And what's the actual Girl Meets World. Would it have been better if the parents weren't in it? Yeah, I said probably would have been better. Yeah. I don't, she, she was on the side of this, the, the sequel's better, which I, I mean, thought was interesting. The sequel offers up certain opportunities, yeah. but at a certain point, they run out. If yeah. it was on ABC Family, I would, I would more understand yeah. the uh, argument in favor of reboot. She's worried that without the adult characters, that a show would have just felt more like a Disney show, and that it would have become more tropey without the, without the adult characters. If it characters. was on Disney Channel. Well... Only if the quality is compromised. Yeah. There's, there's nothing that says you can't have new characters which are good that are the parents. Mm. Yeah. I just wonder if... I mean, like, they're already struggling so much. I wonder if they'd know how to write adults at all. And then I don't... <laughs> I mean... I don't, see, here's the thing, But though. how much would they have wanted the adults in It would have been a casting point? thing. Well, yeah, they wouldn't have... But here's the thing. You would never have things like, oh, why aren't the parents getting their own subplots more? You would never be saying, oh, why is Topanga stuck with Augie all the time? Because it wouldn't yeah. be Topanga. It would be a new mom character. And, and you know, also, like, um... Uh, this goes back to casting mm. of... I don't know everything that entailed Rowan getting the part. Yeah. But I I assume that part of it was that they were looking for someone that would be a good combination of features and personality yeah. Yeah. of Corey and Topanga, and then we could potentially just not have Rowan. The other thing that's, that's good about the sequel is that it makes it so... Like, it isn't that weird to have a bunch of clone characters because Riley is... His, his daughter, and Farkle is Minkus's son. Uh, so, you know, like, it's not as strange that way, but at the same, I guess at the same time, Maya is basically Sean, and she's not Sean's son. So I mean, daughter, that's I mean, not a hard thing yeah. to reconcile. Character types are character types. Yeah. So it's, it's not like it's like, these are the only characters yeah. that have those things. And- I do wonder, do you think that people would compare it to Boy Meets World more or less if it had been a reboot? More. More, really? Yeah, I think more. Huh. Because cause you have to try harder to do it, and you yeah. can't just ride on the coattails of the fact that, oh yeah, that is Corey, so I believe it. You yeah, know? yeah. I don't know. I think for me personally, though, I think I'd compare it less. I don't it, know how into it people would be. I, yeah, that's I, the thing, is like, it like, would I, probably not 
work yeah. because no one would watch it. Wouldn't, it Here's wouldn't be nearly like, successful. I would watch the show right now if they had if they showed the Boy Meets World characters less. Yeah. However, we did get into the show because, because we were yeah. going to see Boy Meets World characters like all the way back in what 2014 ish. Now, but I don't know that like like yes, I was excited to see Corey again, but if I had heard. Oh, they're doing Boy Meets World again. Same writer, and now it's with a girl. Okay, I, if, I probably would. I would have at least watched the pilot. Yeah, if you saw the pilot, I mean, and there was no promise of Boy Meets World characters, and it was still the exact same pilot, you gonna keep watching? No, no. But that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Uh, season two, what well, we know about the characters. Yeah. If it still had, you know, Sabrina and Rowan. Yeah. If. Assuming that they started from here, what the girls know and how, what their acting skill is, and what the writing staff is at right now. Yeah. If they did reboot as opposed to continuation, I think it would have been a better show. Yeah. But more likely than not, it wouldn't have came this far because yeah. nobody would have it wouldn't yeah. have got the viewership. Yeah. And then it, they wouldn't have put the money into it, and then that's the yeah. problem. So that just... it's all business anyway. Yeah. So I, I agree. Artistically, it would be better, but it wouldn't have been successful. So it wouldn't have got the chance to be better because yeah. just so they just need to find the balance in writing of the actor of the Boy Meets World characters. And how much of their past is important, and how much yeah. of their interaction in the show yeah. is important. Three. And I honestly, Out of ten. just three. I would three rather points. have more Corey and Topanga subplots than to have like Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't need to just throw in every. We don't need. We don't need what the hell is her name? Farkle's mother. Like that. That's not a character that, that needed so to happen. So dumb. Yeah. Like it, so dumb. I. Uh, it's. I mean, dumb. <laughs> inherently, it was dumb. It, we, it was we, it's dumb. just throwing in more and more people for the sake of throwing in more and more people. And, and think about. How, remember how long they teased who Farkle's mom would be. I mean, be? that was the major yeah. issue. Oh there. my god. I, I don't think the actual idea was a problem. It was. The framework around it and the utilization. I, guess, I still yeah, think that making Trini Farkle's mom would have been more interesting. I agree. It definitely would have. I just think that they're just throwing in everything in the kitchen sink. And I wonder, do you think that we'll get more or less Boy Meets World characters in season three? As You mean like more to... new ones? Or like seeing them at the... Do you oh. mean the amount we see them or the amount of characters? Well, I'll say like the number of episodes with a major character guest star. Um, Do you think they'll be like more or less? I I'm assuming less, but I guess I don't really know. Yeah, but because the thing say is maybe like a quarter of them. Yeah, because we're gonna get Rachel. I'm sure. We why though? It, it's gonna happen. So that she can bring this brother thing full circle. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Screw everything. We're probably. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Jack one more time. We're gonna see we Eric more. See Jack one more time though, just yeah. with the way that they left it. I mean, the thing. problem is. Girl Meets World treads a, a, a narrow line of just becoming that flash-forward episode of Boy Meets World. Yeah. You can't do that because, A, you can't fulfill all the fears that they had then and say that they came mm. true anyways. And, B, we've already seen the framework for these things, so we don't need to see it again. They yeah. lost all their friends, no friends at all. They've all got the chicken pox. Okay. They've all got the kick. Okay, Caitlin's officially dead. It's like three in the morning, and this has been a long podcast. So I'm going to pimp our various social media such stuff. If I can open up this thing, I really don't know what you're trying to convey. I'm going to pimp our email and such. 
So, okay. Why is pimp the word you're using? Because that is the word I'm using. So, uh, if you want to email us, you can do so at gmwpodcast at gmail.com. Or don't. We will never respond to you. But starting, okay, so we're behind like a ton of emails and stuff. I apologize. Sometime in June, things will be normal. We're wiping the slate clean. (laughs) We're going to start reading emails for season three when season three happens. I'm sorry. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at GMW Podcast on Twitter, that's a swell place to hang out with us. All that jazz. Um, You can check us out and please rate us on iTunes. Ratings or reviews are much uh, appreciated and we'd love you forever. Also, if you're an Android user... Three or four hours, maybe. Yeah, okay. And if it lasts more than four hours, then it's a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're an Android user, you can use Stitcher or Google Play Podcasts uh, for your Stitcher need. I mean, for your podcast needs, we're on there both. Uh, check out our website, gmwpodcast.com. Uh, someday we'll do YouTube. And in conclusion... I'm very tired. I hope this episode is somewhat coherent. I mean, it's the first content you're getting from us in, like, two months, so no matter what, you should be happy. You don't God, like it gosh darn it. Dream. Try. Do good. Class, Class dismissed. dismissed.